discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Theory, and Order, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Labor, UK, Annals, Comics, Mini Comics, anything and everything you can think of with that He-Man, She-Ra, Masters of the Universe, Princess of Power! That Mattel logo down in the corner. I'm Matthew Duch, here again with Sean Scavarna. Sean, how are we doing today? Pretty darn good. Every time we hear that uh, theme song courtesy of... Uh of Jeremy DeWitt, it's usually the uh, earworm that gets me through the week until we hit Offworld, and then that is the earworm that gets me to the next episode of our show. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I also like how you look to the side there, like you had to read Jeremy's name off a cue card, like, who I, did that, who did that know, song? It was, uh, oh, DeWitt. That's who it was. I literally <laughs> had, That's right. I, w- I, I woke up five hours in after fel- falling asleep because I realized I had to get our lawn waste out this morning. So it's like 6.30, running for the door, going, please, God, don't let them already drop by. And everything else this morning has been seat of my pants, figuring it all out, but having this days around me because of only five hours of sleep. So I am chugging coffee. (laughs) It has definitely been one of those days. I completely agree. We have our lawn waste pickup is today as well. And I had all mine out. Um, I don't think I mentioned it. Even to you privately, I don't think. But my dad has been staying with us. Um, He's in the process of moving. uh, Him and his wife bought a house out in Arizona. He's transferring out there. Um, but they had to close on their old house before their before his job was ready to transfer him. So they yeah. bought the new house, closed on the old house, but he still had like two months uh, of the job. So she, his wife went out there, he stayed here, and he's been living with us. And normally he's gone for work like first thing in the morning. He's a service tech. He usually gets calls or he just has stuff to do. And, mm-hmm. of course, this was the morning he wasn't. My wife leaves for work. She's like, hey, the waste guys are down the street. I look out. My dad's truck is on the street right in front of our stuff. I'm like, ah, if I don't do it now, it's waiting until next week. So I got to yep. go find his keys, move his truck. On top of all that, today is back to school day in our lovely town. So I'm uh, trying to get the kids ready out the door first day of school. So not to rub it in your face, Sean, but I got a quiet household right now, except for my little gremlins. Well, the, the the thing that got me is the day after my son's birthday this year is the first day of school. Oh, wow. And all summer, because now is the year, this is the first year he's legitimately excited for his birthday because he realizes it's a day about him because all the way up until yep. 
six years old, it didn't register. So today, he he's when we're eating breakfast, he goes, "It's only fifteen more days to my birthday," and I go, "And it's only sixteen more days until the first day of school." And my daughter just sits there looking, and I go, hilarious. "I can't wait." I go, "He's been counting down to your first day of school for months, and it actually took me until today until it registered. Like, there's only this many days left, too. This is so great." Oh. And she's just like, "I hate you," and I go, "I don't <laughs> care. I'm." Gonna to be in the Congo line with the other parents going down <laughs> first day in school like da, 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 I'm free for at least you know six hours hey yeah. that's 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 all we need and I love my kids you love your kids we all I love, love our kids. kids but this but, summer, yeah, yeah it has been it's just the whole oh my god I just need it's time. not to be in three different places in the house all at the same time yep. for once so yeah, it it will be, it will be. It, it, I'll still be working, but it will be like a vacation just to know that I don't have to have them, and they can go learn yep. in a couple yep. of weeks. And I can so. I can just get sit and get my stuff done. And, yep. You know, and they can come home, and I can I can go. Wow, I missed you all day. This is right. great. You know, right. if you love something, let it free. Absolutely. <laughs> And then if they don't go free, then after the age of 18, you do like in Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Rent. Rent. <laughs> you keep yep. doing that then. <laughs> 100%. Uh, I did have, uh, I got a pickup to show off, actually. <sighs> At my local Walmart yesterday, I found a nice $6 Rotan. Ooh. I told myself I wasn't going to get them. Then I saw that clearance price. I'm like, well, for six bucks. Yeah. You got to. So absolutely. Um it's funny. I I love I love the traditional boxes with the flap and everything. It obviously takes you back, but uh I gotta imagine the workers hate these damn flaps. I know the the lady was trying to put in a bag at the checkout and she's like, mm -hmm. I'm like, just give it to me. Like that's <laughs> And I remember, I remember growing up. Whenever we got these as a present, mom would always hit that yep. flap down, same, and and wrap it up as a box. So, yep. Um, but yeah, wonderful packaging as always. Oddly enough, the back has flaps, but they weren't in at all. There, it's taped, mm -hmm. but uh, loose. Other than that. But. They got a yeah clearance right now. I picked uh, I picked up a six dollar Shadow Weaver from the Masterverse line. Mm -hmm. uh, it's making it really hard for me to pay full price anymore. I yeah. was at I was at Target the other day and they had the whole uh, the new deluxe wave of Masterverse Clawful Ram Man and Whiplash. Mm -hmm. and that that Masterverse Whiplash. Looks absolutely amazing in person. Um, even I, I liked him just from the pictures, but even more so seeing him on the shelf, I'm like, he looks amazing. Mm -hmm. But man, those things are up to $33 now. And I'm just like, ah, I, can't, I can't pull the trigger. Like, uh, as yeah. much as I love them, and I'm probably going to regret it. And they're probably, because there's definitely, there's been those waves that sell out. There's been the waves that go to clearance. Like, you can never guess, but I'm just like, man, with all the clearance going on, I just can't bring myself 
to drop thirty three on one on one Masters figure. As bad well, as that sounds, I I don't blame you based on. I mean, I every now and then I'll still even grab like a Marvel Legends, depending what the figure is and stuff. Right. But nine out of ten times, I'm buying it online. And it's, you know, a secondary market or whatever. And then typically, typically I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. I'm paying like a few bucks extra, but at least I get it in hand. I'm happy. But we are at a point where with a lot of these lines, it's, it's like, okay, I understand that costs will go up. And with the corporate side, like, you know, Mattel and Hasbro and places like that, they are going to keep going up because it's corporate. Versus, you know, some of the other people. Again, you know, we'll we'll do a shout out. Uh, Four Horsemen, for instance, they mm-hmm. typically with some of the pre-order stuff, you can still get things in for twenty-five bucks, and there's a lot more to it versus what the corporate brands are doing. But you know, at the same time, if you love it, you're gonna want it one way or the other. If if you're like me, where it's just it's great that that stuff's out there for the people that love it, you know, that that is the case as well. But they, these are going to clearance faster than I would have expected, and I I haven't been checking my stores, but just yeah. from what I've seen you posting lately, like I'm surprised to see Shadow Weaver on clearance already. Well, she wasn't that long ago. That's the odd thing, right? Like so. Like sh- the Shadow Weaver wave, so Shadow Weaver, Frosta, I can't remember who else is in that wave, but like that, like you said, that's a recent wave. That went mm-hmm. to clearance right away. Yeah. That deluxe uh, Hordak and She-Ra from Masterverse, those went to clearance like right away. Mm-hmm. But then like King Grayskull and Trapjaw never went to clearance. Because they're exclusives, if I remember right. No, they but weren't. No, we're- they weren't. They might have the, been targeted, the, so you might be right yeah, on that King one. Yeah, King Grayskull and, and Trap... I don't know about Trapjaw, but I think King, King Grayskull specifically was Target because he had the red cape and all that, and he always liked yeah. to be the red with anything Target-related. Because I don't remember seeing him anywhere other than Target. It might be. Well, and that's the other hard thing for me to keep track of, because for like Target will get one wave, Walmart will get another wave, and they're yeah. not necessarily exclusive, but that's just how it works out. Like Not, yeah. not every store gets every wave anymore but anyways and like the same thing so like but then um for the origins the 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 (laughs) the devil wave of sorceress buzz off jitsu and naked stratos Mm -hmm. that's everywhere has been everywhere Mm -hmm. for like years now i mean that was that was the wave that came out right after the PowerCon I went to. So that was 2021 because mm-hmm. that's when they were fixing their distribution and that had a big increase. That has never gone to clearance in my wave, in my mm-hmm. area. But figures yeah. that have come out after that have. Like, it's so weird how they decide that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't figure it out. I'm going to embiggen myself for a minute here and show this. Off. They actually did a really good job on this. Um He's looking just like the vintage. He's got the guns. They are removable as well. I got to imagine they would fit in a figure's hand. They did add uh, little handles on either side so you could actually, uh, you know, have your guy controlling it. Yeah. Uh, it does have, it's got three wheels. I, if I recall, the vintage only had one. 
and it does. It does have the click in the roll. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it looks looks amazing. Uh, you know, I, I haven't held a vintage one in a long time, but holding this, I feel like it like it's looking just like the vintage to me. Um, mm -hmm. And then it does come with the additional faceplate that makes it look like the the model kit uh, face. And that just snaps on real easily like that. Uh, and then it does also have the canopy, which came with the model kit as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that snaps. Yes, I swear it does. That snaps right on top. Um, it's actually got some <laughs> good detail to it. It's got uh, reflections a little bit, but the ridge actually continues up there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, very cool. Six bucks. I bought two. I probably should have bought more, honestly. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Like, hell, get four of them. You can army build. Army build and, and, and do some different looks. Do a regular yeah. face with the canopy, yep. you know, this way. And, like, you can mix and match yeah. and come up with some some variations. Um, Absolutely. You got four looks just based on having four of them. And then get, like, two more just for the hell of it and then just there you go you got a whole army of rotons just like uh it, like if it was revelation or whatever oh and that reminds me actually i i did meant to say there is a little port here that looks like um it looks like the same port on the bottom of the sky sleds so i'm thinking mm. if you use that flying base yeah. it doesn't come with one but i would it looks like you can use one of the ones you already have and make him fly Bad That's cool. Uh, I like they can it. fly like the cartoon. So nice. All right, now I got a question for you, Sean. Oh, my phone just notified me that my front doorbell was just pushed. Should I run up and see if there's a package up there? Go, do it All now. Right. You entertain the folks. I'll be back. I'll entertain the folks. I don't know what I'm going to entertain them with, but I'll entertain them with something. I got a notification that I have a bill, so that sucks. Um, so here's something. Here's something that just today I uh, I found out about this on the Mondo groups on Facebook. Apparently, um, and this was from Mondo Direct, at least answering the question, the Battle Cat is just beginning to ship to people. So that's pretty darn cool. Um, I'm slightly concerned and worried because I set up all of these bookshelves that you see behind me every episode. There are six, wait, five in total, if I got it right. No, six in total. And I still haven't even set them up properly. And now I got one of the biggest pieces that I already was allotting for coming in that now I got to figure out how am I working that in here? Because when I first set these up, I honestly was not expecting to have as much space taken up by what I have on them already. Um, but the really cool thing is I will be reviewing the Mondo battle cat. Once I get it in, I'll be doing another one of those, um, live reviews like i did for anti-attorney he-man so i will promote that when the time comes check it out 
All right, we got a package. We got a package. Fresh off the truck. It is from... Has that old truck scent about it. Return address is PowerCon Store. Columbus, Ohio. And the drama ensues. <laughs> those, those people who are listening were not privy to our private message chat on the off-world uh, chat that we have, so they have no idea all of the drama that led up to this moment. But yeah. Ton of packing material. Very nicely packed. And we do have the Four Horsemen's, not Mythic Legions, uh, Demistros, the PowerCon exclusive. I should probably embiggen myself again. Embiggen you. Um, so, yes, it comes in the special PowerCon packaging, August 11th through 13th. Um, bio on the side. Not really. Uh, it does. It says, Four Horsemen Studios are proud to have been a part of PowerCon since its inception. For 2023, our studio is excited to have been asked to create a special release for the show, the demonic warlord known as Demistros. This figure is not a tribute to any existing character. Instead, this villain was created in the spirit of the action figure toy lines that so many of us remember from our youth. Whatever world Demistros may exist in, you can guarantee he is working to overthrow it, just as you can rest assured that there are heroic champions ready to thwart his evil plans. Um, so we're going to go ahead and pop this baby right open. Um, but yeah, amazing packaging. There will be a regular release of Demistros uh, from the Four Horsemen directly. And it will not have the translucent um, head and hands. Uh, and already I see that I have the issue that I have seen other people have. And that is that he does not have his cape with him. And I've seen that going around already this morning. Oh. Um, so in the back package, you have the regular hands. You have the shoulder pauldrons. You got the sword that we've seen a ton of times. Um, that to take some better pictures. Does really nice glowing green runes on it. Uh, mace and chain, and then his standard skull colored head, which I really do like that too. Um, yeah. Obviously, the translucency is what got it. Got me um, to where he wasn't. A, he was a can't pass up figure. Uh, too many twist ties, horsemen. Come on now. I'm just glad this came in time for the show. Let our viewers get a first peek at it. Twist tie, twist tie, twist tie. That makes me think of Dora the Explorer with the backpack. Well, I'm sure that was. Um, and he does have the other weapon there, that axe, the spear, axe spear thing. Yeah. Um, nice colors on all the weapons in the armor, by the way. Uh, he comes with uh, one of the newer style belts with the hanger in front and the little mm -hmm. the uh, sheaths on the Sheet, side. Yeah. Um, 
want to say this collar piece is even new. Sean, you could probably know better than I do because it's actually got like a bone pattern I, on it. I want to say that's one that they've already had, but I could be wrong because I don't think I remember that back piece to it. Yeah, that's what I don't recognize. Is that might that, be like, one of you new pieces for him. Yeah. Everything else other than the translucency, I think is is like here's here's uh the reuse of parts, but I think that collar piece might be the only thing. Yeah. If not, I'm thinking it's gotta be one of the figures that hasn't actually come out yet. You know, one that's mm -hmm. been pre ordered but not there. Yeah. Curtis is probably yelling at his screen right now because <laughs> he would know exactly. Well, he, he's probably doing that just because. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love this paint job. It, it reminds me of, like, the Ilgar-type paint job with, like, the oxidation and everything. Mm -hmm. um, beautiful, stunning figure. Hopefully, they're planning on sending out capes because he's supposed to have a very unique cape with, like, leather straps. I remember C. Jessam was very, uh, very hyped about it. He even did it, like, in his own facebook post like hey this is what i you know i wanted to add special straps to this one and they let me um mm -hmm. and unfortunately it's it's not here hmm. so. it's like uh power or not power legions con last year they had the unknown un the unknown one yeah and he didn't have the um the waist the skirt. piece the yep. skirt so then they were handing them out separately and if you missed it like you walk the uh, the convention floor and you just find them all over the place. You can grab how many of them, sell them online <laughs> if you wanted to, because people after the fact were like, "Wait, I didn't get one of those." Yeah, you did. You probably just dropped it. So, yep. picking yeah. up money. God, he he is a beautiful figure, um, and I'm very glad to have him. Um, however, I do feel. It's a little wrong that I got him before the convention even starts. Your dog agrees, apparently. Coco agrees very much. Keep it down over there. Um, and and I get it. Like for me, for me, it's hard. Like I know PowerCon is a smaller convention, you know, run by Val Staples. Like, and I mean no ill will towards anyone, but I'm just gonna tell you how I feel because. To me, like one of the things about attending convention, one of the perks to that is you get first crack at the convention exclusive. That's one of the draws. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, I mean, this started back. So first, PowerCon said that they would only have non-attendee sales if they had product left over after the show. Um, and that details of that would come after the show, which is traditionally how they've done PowerCons in the past. I know last year was the first all new, all different, and they didn't have the exclusives. Yeah. But before that, that's how it was. Like, they'd had the con. If there was stuff left over afterwards, they'd set a date after the con, and then you could purchase them then there as a non-attendee. Mm -hmm. And that's what they'd initially said were, they were going to do this year. Then they changed it, and they allowed the non-attendee sales beforehand, which I'm I was thankful for because I cannot go this year. I don't have the, enough vacation time or anything. So, you know, I'm like, okay, that's cool. I can make sure I get mine now, pay a little bit more because I'm paying shipping. That's great. Um, and they said, you know, obviously non-attendee exclusives will ship out uh, 
shortly after the con, which absolutely that's that's how it should be. Um, and so imagine my surprise last Saturday when I get a shipping notice. And I'm thinking, okay, well, they've got the manpower there now, so they're just packing it up and shipping, you know, creating boxes and labels. I mean, I've had a ton of people do that. I'll get a, hey, a label has been created, and then it's two weeks later when it actually ships. Like, yep. they print them in batches or whatever. Um, but as you can see, I mean, today is Wednesday, August 9th, and my Demistros just got delivered. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it it it, it makes me feel funny holding him before all these people you know these people are currently traveling across mm-hmm. the country across the world in some cases and yet some schmuck in indiana got his first like it mm-hmm. just uh i don't know it's it's really weird it's like I, I guess my biggest thing is just like follow the plan if you you as a company say you're going to do something do it that way yeah yeah, and I I can agree with that because even if you're you're doing all the legwork to get there, yep. for anyone attending, whether you're local or whether whether you're you know across the world like you're talking about, and there is that feeling of like some of that stuff should be waiting for you instead of it showing up to somebody who can't get. I completely get that. Like instead of shipping them last week ship them Monday after the convention's over yep. that they that to me is a simple fix, but I'm a little confused why they, they didn't do that that way. I don't know. Uh, like I, I said it before the show and it's like, you know, it, I feel like it wouldn't be power con if there wasn't something one way or the other where they go, yeah, we might, we might rethink that in, in the future or whatever and take it into consideration. Cause it, it, it's it's the damned if you do, damned if you don't mentality. They're trying to make as many people happy as they can, but then they're still going to annoy somebody with whatever version of happy they're trying yep. to give to the fans. So, I, you know, it's like, it's great that Val's still doing it. It's great that it is still a convention, and it's great that it's growing each year and it's becoming its own thing again. Um, not just exclusively masters. And there were a lot of people last year that went that were really excited to come back because they love the, the experience. So there's that, but I also wouldn't want to be Val for the fact that you have to make everybody happy somehow. And yeah. So. Yeah. You uh, definitely can't please everyone. There's going to be complainers yeah. either way. I just, uh, I, I think there are better ways to handle it and just be upfront beforehand. Um, so, so everyone knows all the options, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this this is this is a beautiful figure. Uh, I pop that off because I noticed something that even I missed at first. And I'm also a guy who doesn't like pour over like all the release details. Like I'll look at a figure and be like, "That's cool. I want him, or I don't want him." Mm-hmm. But I won't like zoom in or analyze or anything. I do that for when I have the figure in hand. Um, so you might already know this, but like the inside of the collar, if I can get it to go in, is actually like this red, uh, like quilted pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Look at that. That's cool. It's even got like the little little dots and everything, like where the 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 buttons would be. Yeah. yeah. Um. Very well done. Uh, I will say, I will say the collar. I don't know what I'm going to do with him because the collar kind of inhibit. Well, it really inhibits his 
uh, head motion, especially because he's got those spikes in the front because the Belfugor head. Um, yeah. But I really don't like the look of him without the, the collar either, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do there. But, yeah, he missed yeah. deck day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe, if I, um, maybe if I get the pauldrons on there, it might help it out. The, the the one thing about mythics that I've learned is there are certain figures that whether they have the articulation or not, there are certain figures that just lend themselves to you put them in a pose and that's the end of it. And I'm not saying that's a negative, but it does, it's just with the reuse of parts, sometimes that's how it works because yeah. the parts might look really awesome together, but then when you actually try to move them in certain ways, you're like, it's going to just stay there then. And yeah. and that's fine because I'm one of those people. I pose them once and I usually leave them on the shelf that way. And that's my happy spot. So. I agree. I just, I, I like to try and get a little variation on the heads. Like, nah, mm-hmm. like just some kind of maybe cocked or just a little like, so we're not, they're not all just, you know, sure. Old school Star Wars. Like, well, it, forward, it, you know, like the kind where with any of the skeleton figures, yeah, I always like having their heads like this to give right. you that. Like, that little they, they're undead, like. and it's like the zombie vibe. You know, like I don't want them to just be upright like they're a normal person anymore because it does have like make them look like they're staggering and their heads off to the side a little bit. And then it's like, yeah, that's something that you can't reason with. It just it gives you that like slightly unsettling kind of a feeling looking at them. But um, I gotta. I love. See, I, I would, I would be happy with just that one. Yeah. And this the thing is, is, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's actually a lot more stunning in person, even than mm-hmm. online. Like the different textures and the cracks and everything. Like, it's literally just the Belfagor head. Yeah. But this paint job makes it completely different, and I think I'm gonna have to upgrade one of my skeletons. Um. Maybe like Malleus, who's got a pretty plain skull. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got to find something to do with this head. It's too good not to. Absolutely. Yeah, like I, I like Translucent, but when this one was up for pre-order, I I knew I couldn't afford it because that was just that era for me. And yeah. now I'm looking at it going, I'd rather just have that version anyway because that fits more the aesthetic of what I have on my shelf Yep. I don't have any translucent legions figures right now, so you don't have um, Agnon? No. Are you kidding me? After the after all of that Cullen Culp stuff? No, of course I'm not gonna have Agnon to be a constant reminder of that. It's like Cullen's a Cullen's a we good love, guy. We love you, no Cullen. With him. It's his it's you, just, his, you spam a lot. It's his campaigning <laughs> that made me just go, I don't, if I even hear the word or hear the name Hagnon, or if I see, I get <laughs> triggered and I lose my shit every time and I'm tired of it. So he will never be in my collection and uh, I'm okay with that. But um, I actually have some cosmics I opened up that I'm tempted to show off real quick since we're doing show and tell. But one other thing I wanted to throw out there because it's, PowerCon related since we're talking that right now. Yep. Uh, and it's kind of, I wouldn't say it's Masters, but it's Masters adjacent. Eamon O'Donoghue, who has worked with the brand, he's actually done some of the Masterverse packaging previously yep. and stuff. He is teaming up with the uh, Frank Frazetta um, 
family, right? The Frazetta girls, and they're now doing action figures of a lot of the Frazetta characters. And their first one is Dark Wolf. And he he showed that off, and it was up for pre-order in the last two weeks. And you can still get it on Big Bad Toy Store, but when he he's gonna be at PowerCon booth four four three six and he will have the prototype with him so he can show that off. It should be even in package, from what I understand. So that's their first foray into that, and it looks gorgeous. I absolutely I I, I had to do a pre-order on that one. But yeah, uh, 436, um, if you're at PowerCon and you want to check it out, there you go. And uh, I mean, heck, he's freaking Roast Google podcast, one of the first guys on that as a, yep. as a host and everything, too. So he has, uh, you know, a very lengthy past with the Masters brand. So uh, while we're on that doing shout outs, I want to go ahead and shout out Tom Brisky Art, who will also be at PowerCon. Um he is an amazing artist. He does these vintage shirts that look like the Topps trading cards. Uh, he'll be yeah. at table 430. Um, and he's also got this year, he's got plushes of Pookie oh and the Schminovitz is. <laughs> um, I really want that Schminovitz. <laughs> ah, right here. All this time, I'm like, okay, I'm fine with not going to PowerCon. I'm fine with not going to PowerCon. And then Tom shows this off, and he doesn't do online sales. It's only in person. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, God damn it, I need those. <laughs> um, he's also doing, this is pretty cool. He's got the Orko's Magic Trick uh, buttons. Uh, okay. If you remember the vintage toy, Orko came yep. with that coin trick. So you got the buttons that look like that. Um, he's got, he's going to have different characters at different booths. And I don't remember whose is where, um, but you got, some people announced them. Some people haven't, because I've only seen a couple. So like Orko will be at, you know, I'm just throwing out, like Orko will be at Frazetta Girls booth. I'm not saying it mm -hmm. is. I'm just. It's there. And then like Tila will be at another booth and Skeletor mm -hmm. will be at another booth. So you got to kind of hunt them down around the convention. That's floor. fun. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a fun scavenger hunt and yeah. cool product. So yeah. Like so PowerCon this weekend, August 11th, 12th and 13th. Um, and yeah, check out Tom Brisky art. Um, he's, he's got, he's got some great stuff and I'm, I'm sure he'll have like his regular stuff. I mean that that's who I couldn't remember the other day. That's who that's who made the magic uh or the golden okay. discs of knowledge coasters. I got cool. these from him at the PowerCon out in Anaheim. So mm -hmm. I'm sure he'll still have stuff like this. And uh he he just says he has lots of great products. So check him out, support him. Cool. Um, that's amazing. So Sean, you want to show off some cosmics? I'll show off a couple. Um so, I did show him off on Offworld last week, but I'm going to show him off here, too. So, this is pretty much the main character of Cosmics. This is Oleg Thygar. Let me see if I can do this. Let me see. What are you doing? Nope, you I did it on the wrong one. <laughs> I got you big, big and 
There we go. So this is Oleg Thygar. This is the main character of uh, Cosmics for the time being, at least. And he was the first one I opened, and it took me two hours or more to take in all the details and all the options of this figure. So he's definitely pretty cool. Really love him. And then another one that I was really excited to get in hand, and she's kind of a sleeper hit of the wave, is Vorga. Oh, yeah, she's nice. She is, I, I always equate her to Vasquez from Alien, or Aliens, sorry. Right. Because of the, um, the, the heavy artillery gun here and all that stuff. But just in general, this is one of those figures, again, you can take in all of the details. There's even a, a tattoo that Nate Barch and um, Eric Treadway designed together that she's got there, which I think she's the only one tattooed. If I remember right in the in the first wave, but yeah, I, I mean the only the only negative to her is this freaking ammo chain from the <laughs> backpack because it does actually hinder her with her legs with yeah. uh, like wide stances and stuff like that because of the way the rubber works. But for the Can, most part, she's still a freaking gorgeous figure. So. Does it not detach? It Could does, you... but but my thing with that like. It, it would work better if it just went between her legs and then you attach it, but it just doesn't look right that way because yeah. it looks like you will trip over it if you're running. So I'm, I'm trying to keep it the way that I would imagine it should work, but because it winds around her, it just pushes her leg in all the time and it drives me crazy. Mm, but beyond that, uh, that's my only complaint. And that honestly is not that big of a complaint because everything else is freaking great about her. But yeah, I've been opening these over the last week. Um, I've had different waves of them coming in. I had like mostly the name figures come in, and then I had some of the uh, army builder ones come in. And honestly, like these, these are, I was not expecting to like them as much as I like them. So we'll have to see how that plays out in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> No, they, they look good. I'm I'm still pretty good. I've been able to like like I appreciate looking at them. Yeah, but definitely hasn't hit me. The bug hasn't hit me yet. Um, I still don't have any. But uh, mm -hmm. so far the only one out of the first wave is Kragnar. Like he's the only one. I'm like I've got to get him at some point. Yeah, um, yeah. I still don't have him. I uh, slog. I I haven't even worried about uh, the science officer and the shirtless. <laughs> Olek. Those yeah. are the only ones from the first wave I didn't worry about. But everybody else, I've gotten one of, and then I got those Fexians, and I have, like, multiples of them, because it's cool that you can army build them. And I have two other sentries coming in that I think should be here today. And that's pretty much like... After that, I'm like, I'm done. I want an operative 85. That's, <laughs> that's like, my must-have now, and Scorch, he'll be at yeah, he'll be he'll be over at PowerCon, but um, I did not get in on his pre-order when he was up, so I'll have to figure out who I'm going to uh, to pick him up then. So, okay, uh, just got an email from PowerCon. Oh, they responded to us. They heard us, and they they're like, us. "Hey, we got to get ahead of this. Let's get let's get a statement <laughs> out." All right. 
So it's possible your Demistros is missing his soft goods cape and skirt. Apparently, he's supposed to come with a skirt as well. Mm. Uh, the factory was unable to insert these in time into all of the figures. They got to get this figured out. Like, mm-hmm. what is going on with the? Why is this such a hard thing to get soft goods in there? Uh, mm-hmm. That's me. Sorry. I will from here on. I will read the message. Then we'll talk. The factory was unable to insert these in time into all of the figures. Luckily, the four horsemen sent us the cape separately. Unfortunately, in our haste and excitement to get yep. these figures to you earlier than planned, Here we, we forgot to include the cape for some orders. You, yeah, we suck. We're very sorry. That was them. <laughs> you, you, yours may have the cape and skirt, but some shipments do not. So if you find that your Demistros cape and skirt are missing, please reply to this message and let us know. We will get this mailed to you in the two or three weeks that follow the convention once we've had a chance to regroup and recover. There are only enough extra capes and skirts to supply the figures that are missing them. So please, please, please only contact us if you are genuinely missing a cape. Because if you ask for a cape and skirt, but you already have them, we'll be shortchanging a fan who really needs one to complete their figure. Again, we're sorry for the mishap and hope you'll forgive us. And please only reply if you're missing a cape and skirt to let us know so we can get this mailed after the convention. Thank you, PowerCon. So see, nothing good comes from trying to do things faster than originally planned. And and honestly, that whole email, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's like that whole email basically stinks of we shouldn't have done what we did. And it, it just, it, it's like, seriously, oh, it's Monday to Friday next week, you could have just figured that out and just had it all situated, send them out after that versus, I get the whole, it, it's, whenever I, I buy a present for somebody, I'm usually wanting them to know what it is within a few days of me buying it because I'm excited to give it to them. Yep. But you still got to wait until the day that you're supposed to give it to them if you know if it's a birthday or christmas you you tell me before you ship a present to me what it is well that's different that's different how's that different (laughs) because it's not a birthday or christmas (laughs) we're talking about power con it's a legit here is the day you're supposed to get it (laughs) snake armor he-man and battle armor king hiss you gave me for my birthday you can go back and watch the episode And you told me, hey, this is what I got you for your birthday. I'm going to ship it next week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm horrible like that. And that's what Val Stables is doing. It's like, hey, guess what? You get a Demise Church, by the way. I'll get yep. you the rest of it about a month from now. It's exactly how it feels. It's like you're so excited to have it. You want to yep. get rid of it as soon as you get it. But you didn't have all the pieces together to give that- it properly. Now, now it's like here's more money that they have to spend on shipping to get it out. That's what people. sucks, right? Every mistake you know, costs you money, and I feel bad for them now that that. But I mean, I'm I'm getting my cape. That cape's amazing. It's a whole new yeah. one. Like I said, it's got it's got actual leather straps that like connect it. Like it's an amazing cape. I could care less about the skirt because I'm sure it's probably just the same yeah. unknown one. I didn't even remember that it was supposed to come with a skirt, but that cape is so striking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll definitely be reaching out for that. Uh, this this kind of saves it for me a little bit in the long run because now it's like okay I got my figure first 
but the PowerCon goers are going to get the complete figure. They're going to get the complete figure. So, but yeah. and and that's the it's is going to cost them shipping, and then on top of it, they're doing that whole do not contact us unless. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that, there's some asshole is, out there who's going yeah. to be like, oh, I can get a second cape. Awesome. Absolutely. Like, and that's yeah. something where it's like you're opening up the problems even more now. That there could be people wanting to take advantage of this and just say, "Hey, I da 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 da," and then yep. you know, I don't want you to be out the cape or whatever. I don't want anyone else to be out the cape. But exactly, there are people out there that I'm sure would love to see this email and go, "I'm going to tell them I got two. But maybe they can go through the shipments and double check this person only ordered one he gets one and i'm hoping that's what they do and well they i'm sure i'm it. sure they'll verify that but i don't think yeah. unfortunately i don't think they have any way of knowing which shipments got the cape and which didn't so like yes. i can see matt got one figure yeah but did he get the cape or skin that's the honor system yeah um, yeah and so that's... be honorable guys come on legends yeah. of gray school honor and yeah. power let's go Exactly. So yeah, um, I might actually. So obviously, I love this figure. Um, I love mace weapons. I hate how mace weapons just dangle there. Mm-hmm. I, but I think I've heard in it like like clear nail polish or super glue, like you coat it on there and you can actually like, like form the chain. I might have to try that. I I've heard that or something else that it just dawned on me is maybe you even could take the wire that the figure, you know, it's wrapped up for the figure or whatever. And maybe you can loop that through it and cut off the excess. And then it might, might be, it it might work too. And then you have, at least it's a wire where you can bend it in different positions compared to once you do fingernail polish, you're going to end up having it in one position and that's it. Yeah. I, th- I still think I'm gonna, I'm gonna try something. I'm gonna play around with this and try and because I love I love I love mace weapons. I love that they use the real chain, but like on the shelf like that, I just I don't. It's like, he's not intimidating. No, but if <laughs> I can if limp. I can actually like loop it like up and like he's actually like swinging, yeah. um, that could look pretty cool. So, agree. Lots of fun with this figure. Uh, check out PowerCon this weekend. I know our lovely compatriot Jesse Arnold will be there. Um, is he helping out with Almeida's booth? Or Almeida doesn't have a booth I, this year. I can't remember now. I feel bad. I I don't remember because I, I heard one thing and then I think that that was... Yeah, I think something the, changed. So I, I'm He's there. I don't think he's there in any kind of like a exhibitor way. He's there as a, just an attendee. So if you see him, say hi. Yep. And, um, yeah, other than that, uh, it, hope all four of us will be in the same place for Legion's Con. So that's if a bomb fine. goes off there, there's no more entertainment on this channel. That's all we know. <laughs> and you went dark. <laughs> I just... Go see Jesse. Have fun. Don't pay attention to Sean. He's in a dark place. <laughs> there was there was literally... like there, there was a point, I think it was when I was at G-Con last year... There was a point where somebody leaned over and they go, if a bomb goes off near here, you realize the whole line is done. And I was like, 
I'm kind of worried right now. <laughs> it just transferred into that. Yeah. So, so do we need to do the four horsemen like the like the president and the vice president? Like they can't travel on the same I, plane? I think it's wise. I mean, I know I, I'm guessing Cornboy and um and uh oh geez. Why am I not remembering his name now? I feel really Eric? bad. Jim. No, Eric I think stays behind, but uh Jim. It'll be Cornboy and Jim, I think, going out probably with. I don't know if Gerard's going or not either. No, I'm sure. But it, it, basically, I know Cornboy's usually that guy. He's usually going out to the big conventions mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but yeah, Eric, it, it's like I think they keep Eric back as like, a, hey, you, you're the guy coming up with the stuff. We do the other things to make this work. You need to stay home. Come out to Legion's Con. That's the best we got for you, you know? But, yeah. uh, Jesse Arnold did confirm that he is just attending, so you'll have to see him just uh, around the floor. Snag yep. a picture of that wild stallion and post it to our Legendati Facebook group, which you can find Absolutely. over on Facebook, and that's the place to go if you're a fan of this show, Shooting the Shelf, or Offworld. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's all Curtis likes to post photos of me and what I'm looking at on my computer. So there you go. Yeah, we got we got to get back to that. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing I ever posted, but I did it anyway. It is what it is, and we love you for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I guess we should. I got my dogs attacking behind me. They are fired. That's that's about the only downside to the kids not being home is I can't let them roam as free as they usually yep. do while I'm recording. Normally they're at nap time, but they're fired up today. Uh, okay, uh, somebody said this. Uh, Jesse believes that this piece is from Baron Voligar 2 originally. The neck piece. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Sean knew that all along. Yeah, I he knew that just, all along. I was just waiting for Jesse to tell me. Testing I it knew I knew it looked familiar, but I just the back piece because I didn't get him. The back piece made me go that that looks a little bit different than the ones I've seen, but it makes sense because that character that that figure is detailed to the tens, not even the nines to the tens. And they actually had the collar piece. It's still got that tab that snaps into you know behind the neck. Yep. But it's actually thicker now to where the neck peg actually sits over it and mm-hmm. helps hold it in. Like, I can't put it on without taking the neck peg out. Yep. Whereas I know some of the older ones, I'm sure this is old news to Mythic Legions fans, but I know some of the older ones, uh, it's just a thin piece and you can just pull it on and off. Mm-hmm. I did swap on it. I didn't swap the hands. There you go. I did swap out the bone head. It actually works with the hands being that way, though. It looks like he's about to cast a spell. Yeah, I mean, it works. Or he's charging his, charging his power up or something, yeah. Yeah, find a way to get some light behind there. Give him a little LC, uh, LED stuff. Yep, LSD. Yep. LSD. <laughs> Woo, we'll all be tripping. This is probably... That's what McDonald's put in my coffee. That's why I can't talk to Now it's all coming together. <laughs> A great little figure. I, st- I still prefer the green head on this body, um, but I, I, I really, I'm gonna do it when we're done here. Uh, this head's going on my uh, Malleus. I think it's really gonna set him apart. Yeah. Um, 
All right, that's our that's our Mythic Legions hour. <laughs> I had a Rotan in there too. The, this is this is why we had to do all the world because we knew eventually people would be like, "Talk masters or we riot," you know. But we have other things that we also enjoy and share. So there you go. The Mistros and the yeah, Rotan. there you go. The Mistros <laughs> on the Rotan. It's amazing. Actually, and he fits, fits really well. He sits all the way he down. He does. That's awesome. <laughs> his hands are his hands are right by the controls. I'm sure with some finagling, I could actually have him grabbing them. Yeah, I love it. No, it these actually, he reminds the newer, me of a Skillcon almost in there because of those horns. Yeah, I think that's why they put on the side. They're like, this is not actually a tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Because they knew you would have this and you would do this right now. Well, I know then, there were there was lots of speculation. They're like, "Well, is this supposed to be Scare Glow? Is this supposed to be another Skeletor?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Especially being with PowerCon, but yeah, uh, and that's one thing they I I I don't know if I mentioned on the show or not, but like with the newer Origins figures, they've made them, I think, intentionally where they fit Origins or they fit Masterverse, and with Masterverse being the same scale as Mythic Legions, it means most of your Mythic Legions will fit in there too. Um, hmm. like the Stridor is the same way. That's why I had Jesse customize that one that I've got with my Mythic Legions because uh, they they they. I think Mattel's definitely gone. Well, we're not going to make Masterverse vehicles, but we can add it like an inch and make these origins compatible with either. So yep, yep, it's a good time. Makes sense. All right, we've got we do have a show for you. I promise I gotta take a picture of this guy first. He looks amazing. Ah! All right. We're gonna dig. We're gonna dig a bit into some nostalgia today, and we're not sure exactly where it's gonna go. So just buckle up with us. But I know I've been thinking a lot lately about the old VHS tapes and the memories associated with that. For me, I mean, that is where I saw Masters was going to the mom and pop video shop. They had all the volumes and that's where I got my He-Man fix. I was in the He-Man at a time when it was not available on the television in my area. There was no cable in my area at the time, which is where it would have been. I know it was in reruns on USA Network for years, but like cable was not a thing for my family until the 90s. So it was well gone by then. Um, so, yeah, like the VHS, that that is just so synonymous in my mind with He-Man. Um, the... The, the, I mean, to where I, I mean, I've got the I've got the ad, the standee from the video mm -hmm. store. I know there's a horrible glare on it right now, but you know that's one of my prized possessions. Um, Twenty four ninety five Magic Window. Mm -hmm. um, Sean, I know you don't have as much memory of of the tapes themselves, but mm -hmm. um, is there any that stand out to you? Uh. I like as a kid, we got a VCR probably in 1987 or early 88. 
it was it was shortly after we moved to Pennsylvania. And I do remember there was a video store, you know, within 15, 20 minutes we, we'd go to and they would have the uh, the boxes on the shelf. And I knew they had He-Man, uh, the cartoons on there. But I was in this weird place of I would see that and I'm like, that's cool. He-Man's on video that, you know, but I wouldn't rent them because I was living in a place where you could watch them at three o'clock in the afternoon every after they had the power hour every mm -hmm. afternoon. And so, you know, I, I saw a lot of them when I was in Baltimore growing up and then they, they were still on probably until 88 or maybe even going into 89 on the channel that I could still watch. So I never rented them because they were on TV every afternoon. <laughs> but, um, to circle on to that though, in 96, I went back to that same video store and that's where they had the previously viewed copies of these. And it was about 10 years since I actually watched He-Man. And I, I started looking and I'm like, there's like five, there's five or six tapes of these on yep. here and I was shocked and I want to say they might have been like $5.99 or something like that and I ended up buying a couple of them because I had a, extra money from working a summer job and I ended up getting probably three of them as I would find them and that was like my reintroduction to hey remember you love this by the way it's still fun even then you know even though yeah. you're a teenager and you think girls are awesome <laughs> still he man you can come home to this this is great you know so yeah they uh, you can like you can like girls and he man absolutely and teal approved that yeah. <laughs> especially filmation teal approved that with that that jump she'd do every couple of episodes <laughs> so yeah these these tapes like i i had i had a few of them myself um, but yeah, mostly I remember seeing them at the video store and just the, uh, kind of the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe logo, which like you never saw anywhere back in the day. Like that was only the cartoon, the yep. He-Man and the, you know, um, everything else was always just Masters of the Universe. Um, and then just that, that artwork, you know, with usually like the villain of the episode or towering over them or whatever, like, mm -hmm. I just, I love it. I remember um, when we moved out uh, to Arizona after my parents separated, it was, um, we, there was a local blockbuster there that actually still had uh, He-Man, which I, I'd had all the He-Man either, either I had it or I had it recorded because my family would always do that. Whenever we'd rent videos, we had two VCRs. They'd take the second VCR. They'd hook them up together. Um, and and we would record whatever we're watching. You know, mm -hmm. come get us, FBI. It's been years. But <laughs> so I had, like, all the He-Man. But they also had, like, the complete run of She-Ra, too. So I'm like, like, I only had, growing up, I only had, for She-Ra, I had Secret of the Sword. Um, and then I had maybe two volumes recorded. So four episodes. And that was it um, for filmation. That was all I'd ever seen. So 
I think I, I think to this day, like that's maybe why at times it seems like I appreciate Shira a little bit more because as I'm getting back into it as a teenager, young adult, like I have more to consume there. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 more the unknown because I'd mm-hmm. seen so little. But yeah, that was awesome finding those. Like anytime I ever I, I would ever see these VHSs was always amazing to me. And we had a local one that ended up closing down that had a bunch of them. Um, and I actually asked the guy at the time. Uh, they had they had the volume one of Shira, and this was like maybe two thousand one. Might have even been like ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And I remember as because there wasn't there weren't prices. The whole store was closing. Um, so they were selling everything. So they didn't have anything priced. You had to take what you want and go up to the register, and then he'd give you a price. Mm. And I think he wanted like 50 bucks per volume. Oh, geez. In like 2000. I'm like, really, man? He's like, well, they're, they're, I remember the interaction to his day. He's like, well, they're rare. They're out of print. I'm like, all of this is out of print. Like, what do you, I'm like, all right. Like, well, that's not happening. You know, I'm, mm-hmm teenager first job like that's you know i'm bringing home a hundred bucks a paycheck like i can't yep and i gotta gas up the car and you know so i'm right there um, with you i remember yep but yeah that was disappointing but that same store when it was still open it was a cool ass store too they had for the they had like each section different i wish i could remember the name of it i tried so hard to remember I can't. It was in. If anyone's out in Tucson, Arizona, listening to this, and you remember this video store, you would know it because in the kids section they had life-size Ninja Turtles with like a sewer grate, like the like the like mannequins, like okay. 3D. Um, over there was like doors you went into to the horror section, and like it was made up to look like like a like a haunted house exterior, and then you go through the doors. And it had, I think it had like a Freddy or something life size out there, like all these life size statues all around the store for the different genres and everything. It was a really cool store. Um, and so I remember going there and finding uh He Man tape that I hadn't seen before, so I rented that. And you know how most of those RCA Magic Windows they had two episodes on it, yep. Um and this one, if I recall correctly, it didn't have a volume number on it, which was really weird to me. Like, because they were all, it was volume one, volume two, you know, mm-hmm. they all had numbers. And it was just called Island of Fear. And so I rented that and it was like this magical tape because it is the only tape out there. I want to say it had five episodes on it oh. instead of the usual two. Mm-hmm. And. But so, but I'm putting it on just like expecting two episodes. So like, uh, Island of Fear was the first one, and then there was another one, and then like another one came on. And I'm like, and then another one came on. It was at least four because I know it was like, it, to, to me as a, and this was even younger. This was like I'm I'm probably like ten eleven at this time when we first start going to a store. So I'm sitting there like this is a magical fucking VHS tape. Like it's not. I'm like, it's just going to keep going, and I'm just always going to have more He-Man episodes. And I'm picturing uh, that Vince McMahon meme where it's like yeah. one episode of He-Man, and he's smiling, two episodes, and he's like, oh, and then three, and he's like, 
And <laughs> it's like that's you watching it going all the way through the steps of like exhilaration, knowing this is what what is going on. So. <laughs> oh, it was. It was like I'm just like it. Just it. It kept going. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Like it. It was. It was magical for for me at the time. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's good time. And that's the kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that I. I just I miss like because you know it just it it doesn't it doesn't happen like that anymore. No. No. Uh, like. I, I know I don't have the the same thing of the renting the cartoon like you did, but I know when the movie came out, the live action uh, mm-hmm. movie, like the minute that came out, my mom had to rent that for me because I just wanted to see it again. We saw it in the theater maybe two or three times that year. And then the next year when that came out on video, I ended up getting it and and I got to watch it a bunch at home and I'm sure my dad was like, "Oh my god, shut that thing off." <laughs> Even what we did, we didn't have the two VCRs, but I would usually have a tape recorder and that meant for 2 hours I needed everybody to shut the hell up, including my dog because my dog sometimes would go crazy and bark out the door or whatever. So I had to have everybody be quiet and I would tape these things and then I would go later on and take out my toys and I would have that be my sound effects or my, my you know, my my uh, theatrical score yep. while I'm playing. And you can hear all these moments. And, and even when I was a kid, there was a summer where my mom was doing some uh, like we at the elementary school I went to in Baltimore. It was called Armistead Gardens. It's not there anymore. They they. Uh, they demolished it and then they rebuilt a upgraded version close by to where the first version was. But there was a summer where my mom was going in all summer and doing mural work. So they played He-Man around like six nice. or six thirty in the morning back then. And then they play it again at three and it would probably be two different episodes. So to get me out of the house, cause I had to be with her, she would do the same thing. She'd tape record them. And then she'd bring it along with her and she'd sit me down with a tape recorder and, and I'd have at least the tub of my toys so that I could be entertained while she's in there doing all the craziness with the mural work for the rest of the afternoon. And I'd literally run through my elementary school and go down the hallways and like this hallway is the one that goes to Snake Mountain and I'd be yep. playing like a Snake Mountain song and the He-Man and Skeletor would be fighting in the hallway and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, I, again, I don't have the connection to the video in the same way with He-Man, but I have the connection to when you were that when you were growing up in the '80s, and you had things like the storybooks with the tapes, or even the VHSs, like you're talking about. There is that feeling of I need to hold on to this somehow because it, it it's like a blink and you miss it. We couldn't always record all the time. You know, like it isn't like today. It's not like the streaming stuff. So if you could even tape record this stuff, it meant the world to have the songs and the the score Mm -hmm. and the 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 voices and stuff. So in that way, you know, it's like any chance that you had to have a something to keep something that was going to be on and it was a blinking you miss it moment in your childhood. It mattered a lot more. So like 
that tape recording I had of the Masters of the Universe live action movie, just hearing the build up yep. to the part where, where uh, you know, Dolph's like swinging through the uh, throne room to finally grab the powers or in the musical build up and you hear the, the crackling of the lightning all around him. So then you finally, Oh, I have the power. And as a kid, it didn't matter the context. The fact that he fucking said, I have the power. Finally yep. After all that, you're like, ah! <laughs> so yeah, no, it's, it, it's amazing. And it is just being able to being able to hold on to it. And, uh, yeah. you know, I remember even, I, well, like my things, twenty twenty four ninety five a VHS. Like that, that's not that's not cheap in today's money. Like I I hate spending twenty bucks on a DVD. Yeah, but like I I even remember as a kid, like for for rentals, even like you know some shows only gave you one episode on a VHS. So like I would rent those less, but I'm like, well, I can get a Key Man VHS, mm-hmm. and that gives me two episodes. Or I can, or I could get, you know, Power Rangers VHS, but that's only one episode. So, mm. like, you know what I mean? It's like you gotta, yeah. you gotta get that bang for your buck. Let alone, like, uh, well, like uh, there were the two I did want to throw out there: uh, Greatest Adventures of All, that had three episodes on it, uh, and then Skeletor's Revenge also had three episodes. But those were like, spe- so again, those were like special ones. Mm-hmm. And then Island of Fear, I'm guessing, had four. But I, I really can't recall. And then, honestly, not a lot of information online about that. Like, it seems to be one of the rare VHSs. So. You, you pretty much hit the uh, Charlie Bucket lottery on that one. Just finding that, like, it just keeps playing. It's every film it episode ever. It's and just going to keep going. And then finally it did end, and I'm like, oh. But uh, still, it's like, man, I, again, train. You're, tra- you're a kid. You know all this. Like, you know, besides the, the couple of, like, he-Man VHSs have two episodes. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to put this in. It's going to be two episodes. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And just, like, um, if you can remember, what, what was more prominent in your area? Because they had ma- the Magic Window, which is actually owned. It was um, the children's division of RCA Columbia. Mm-hmm. But they actually released the VHSs in both. They had them in the clamshells, which were white with the magic window logo, but then they also had them in the slip cover that yep. with the red border. And that was RCA for me, magic window. Like I had magic window. I saw magic windows. I've never seen a couple RCAs growing up, but not much. Um, mm-hmm. Do you recall what was more prominent in your area? It was the RCA ones. Those were the yeah. ones that I was getting when the, they had the, the uh, sale on them. Gotcha. I, I probably had at least, like I said, I, I want to say I had maybe three or four of them by the end of that summer. Because I basically, I'd let myself do one. Because it was the whole, like, I'm putting a little bit of money towards something. And at that point, I had trained myself to not want to spend my money. I actually liked having money in the bank for, like, Lord knows I was smarter then. But, <laughs> uh, so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll buy this one. And then after I watched that, I'm like, well, now I got to go back and get another one because I, you know, I forgot how much fun this was or whatever. I do think they had the, uh, the magic window ones when the store, like earlier in the store's history, I do remember those, but the RCA ones were the ones that I would see, uh, at least during their sale. So, right. Yeah. For me, it's, it's, 
just because I saw more and I had him. Like, th- this is the Secret of the Sword that I had. Mm-hmm. But that He-Man, She-Ra logo, the, what we'd later come out to find out, that licensing image of He-Man. But, like, oh. I get, I get goosebumps just looking at these covers. Like... The funny thing is, I had um, they they had only two videos of it that I remember as a kid. But the real Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. they did the magic windows for yep. those, and I had both of those. There was, uh, what was it? The one was was the one where it was. Uh, I think it was called Doomsday. I know it was like the whole "Do not open till Doomsday," and the other one was "Play them ragtime booze," and I had both of them. <laughs> And I would just watch them on repeat because they were episodes that were never, they never aired on the, the actual show. Right. They were these weird, random, like, why was this never on Saturday mornings? And it was almost like you discovered a, a little treasure that, you know, like, wow, nobody else saw this. You know, I'm the one that apparently only saw the Doomsday episode. That's crazy. Um but yeah, I, I do remember the magic window. I remember the whole the animation of the them jumping through it and all that stuff at the beginning. But that was with Ghostbusters for me. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. It's like, uh, yeah, magic window like meant something. Like if you were gonna, there it is. Play them ragtime booze. That's that one. Yep, yep. <laughs> and like I remember, like uh, I don't know if you were, but there's this old old movie called Unico in the Land of Magic. Follows like a little unicorn in its adventures. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Like I rented that because it was a magic window. Like, (laughs) oh, that's magic window. They make the He-Man cartoon. So this should be good too. Like, you know, it's it's magic window in uh, FHE who had all the turtles. Uh, Yeah, the FHE, that that one, if you saw the FHE logo come up and you didn't hear the Ninja Turtles song after that, you just eject that tape and throw it out the window (laughs) because that was like FHE. It was like that or that opening shot of New York for the live turtle movie. It's like, yeah. But Oh well, that's that's what uh uh, uh New Line Cinema meant. To me. You see, you see that opening yeah. New Line Cinema with the with the real the, the film reels. If Turtles yeah. didn't kick on after that, Absolutely. I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> it's like you're wasting my time. I could be watching Turtles instead of whatever this is right now. So here's a question for you though: that uh, it was what was it that got you into He Man initially? Was it that you were getting to see these um, the magic window tapes and and just like by happenstance you came across He Man or was it the toys or I, I'm sure we so went I, over it on our first episode but like hearing it now yeah. I'm I'm like well what what came first the chicken or the egg for you here honestly uh, so for our newer viewers or those who don't know I was I was born in 1985 so. By the time I have any memories, like, honestly, He-Man came first. Like, He-Man was always there. From my earliest memories, I had a bunch of toys. We had cartoons taped already. So, Mm -hmm. honestly, I'd have to say my mom. Like, obviously, this is what, unless I just picked it out, and unfortunately, you know, can't ask her anymore but like either either way at the end of the day it, it, it's it's got to be my mom that i have to to thank or you know 
curse for for the for this uh this he-man obsession because it ju- it just it always was i always remember i don't remember getting so the actual clamshell cassettes i had secret of the sword greatest adventure of all and the one with colossor awakes on it yeah those were the three actual vhs's i had growing up and they were always there mm-hmm. we always had them I don't remember a time that we didn't have them. I don't remember a time actually getting them. So, okay. um, and like I've said before, like I know a lot of my toys came from a friend of my mom's who her kids were growing up and she wanted to get rid of them and she gifted everything to me. That's how I got Snake Mound. That's how I got the Fright Zone, a ton of figures. Mm-hmm. So I think it was probably just that kind of thing. We're like, I mean, I don't think we were ever like poor but we, I definitely remember shopping at thrift shops and, you know, secondhand and everything. If nothing else, my parents were obviously frugal. So yeah. Yeah. I think it would just, honestly, I think my, me being younger than you guys actually helped in that regard to where like, you know, a new, a new turtle in the store, which, which I got as well from time to time, but not as often, like a new turtle in the store was like five, six bucks. Or dollar figures or 50 cent figures for He-Man at the thrift store. So I think it just kind of worked out in that regard to where like this was easily accessible. Obviously it was popular. Um, I do have older sister. So like I think my mom just knew like this was the popular boy thing. Mm -hmm. And she got it for me. And so from the moment I can remember I had my figures. I had cartoons and it just expanded from there. Um, and it interested me enough to where I stuck with it, you know, mm-hmm. over the years. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I can't think of video stores without without thinking of He-Man. Like, that's... Um, I, I would look for that first before movies. Like, do they have any He-Man here? Like, for years afterwards. And then, like, the random places you would find it. I remember, uh, you know, there was, there was this gas station... Um, on the way to visit my grandparents, we'd always stop my mom. Whenever we traveled somewhere that we traveled regularly, she'd always have like, we stop here, we stop here and we stop here, mm-hmm. you know? And there was this gas station that we always stopped to, and they had a wall of VHS tapes and mm-hmm. they had, they had one He-Man one that I always looked at while I was waiting for the rest of the family to get done using the bathroom. It was the one with He-Man and Tila and the big snake behind them. Oh, um, I remember that one yeah 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 like it sticks in my head to this day yeah you know? like and i would always just just you know pull it down look at the back and like oh. mm-hmm. like we're not gonna rent videos here because we're on our way but like you know mm-hmm. um when we moved out to arizona there was a fries grocery store that for a while had the same thing like there was a corner up front by the register it was like a wall here and a wall here of vhs rentals you could mm-hmm. actually rent from the grocery store and that they had uh, Skeletor's Revenge. I never got my mom to rent it from there because she's like, oh, we don't rent movies from the grocery store. So I never actually watched it as a kid, but that's the one with uh, He-Man fighting Web Store okay. on the cover of it. Um, and of course, I read the back. I'm like, it's got three episodes, you know, because that was <laughs> the greatest adventures of all was like the season one, like kickoff and Skeletor's Revenge was the season two kickoff mm-hmm. so it had three episodes from season two so there were ones i never like i never well i think that i'd seen web store and secret of the sword he's you know he's in there 
but like i'm like this is an actual like web store episode because he's on the cover like mm -hmm. and and i never got to see that until uh uh dvd so so it, i have this weird thing where if i watch something and it's a certain time of day when i know i'm supposed to watch it because he man yeah. when i was a kid that was the show that started off the afternoon block of cartoons down right. in Baltimore, like Channel 45. It was the first one. So, like, I was running home like a madman to get home from kindergarten the first day that it aired to just sit in front of that TV and not miss a single moment of the show. And right. as I got older, because of that conditioning, even when, I, when we moved up here, He-Man... If I remember right, He-Man was one of the first cartoons of the afternoon. So sometimes I'd like see a bit of it when I get home from school, but I might miss the the intro or whatever. And I got, I had this weird thing about it that if I wasn't watching it when I'm supposed to watch it, it felt really alien to watch it. <laughs> and it was literally a psychological way of, of uh, like i was programmed three o'clock he yep. it's like it's like four o'clock judge wapner kind of thing you know it's like right three he man then after that i don't remember what show was on after that yeah, typically we got to get to the different. we got to yeah. get to the early bird special at ponderosa so we do our email <laughs> now then we get the early bird then we're then the news but, but, but that that was that was like the, the weird like you watching the videos it would have messed with my head at, yeah. at, at that age to like all of a sudden hey we can watch this not at three o'clock we can watch it whenever and i would have been like no no, no. you watch that at three o'clock like even today <laughs> there's certain there's certain like uh commercials that if i start my day listening to uh, like if i'm watching youtube and i'm at the beginning of my day starting working and the next thing i hear is like a certain jingle if yeah. I hear that later that night while I'm trying to do something, I'm like, ah, that was a morning thing. We aren't listening to that now. It's evening. I need to listen to stuff that's getting me, you know, like going so I can have that third wind. So it's like, it's this weird thing. But uh, the other thing that you said is um, we don't rent the videos from the grocery store. Yeah. What's funny is uh, we... It, and and for anybody who who's watching that was not uh, born in the '80s or born in the '70s, and and you weren't in the the whole birth of the video cassette tape and and the the video um, whatever it is, the video explosion of the '80s and yeah. '90s, where you could actually take these things home and watch them. When we moved up here, or maybe it was before we moved up here, but there was a weekend where my parents said okay we got to stop and get groceries and there was this one grocery store we'd stop at and then they're like they rent video players yeah so we're going to rent the video player and we're going to pick two movies out so then sean actually has something to keep him occupied other than just playing with toys and and that was like something that was it was like christmas to yep. me because we rented the video uh, the v the vcr and then my parents let me get Back to the Future and Ghostbusters. So I got to see two of the biggest blockbuster movies in the same, like, 24 to 48 hours. 
and just sit there mesmerized by these movies and being so happy. I was a kid of the eighties that I was in on this yeah. almost the ground floor, but yeah, like it, it's still to this day is like, man, I remember how it, it was, it was like the greatest treat in the world to go, Oh my God, I can actually rent a movie, but mm-hmm. I have to rent the VH <laughs> the VCR to get the tape. And all and this that, stuff, but that it, it was, was it, it was because, a hell of a fun time to be able to say, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, you, you you hit it the head a lot of. I mean, even I don't remember those days necessarily. Like we always had VCRs, but like in the beginning, a lot of people didn't own VCRs, so the video store would actually rent you the VCR as well. It's like okay, so you rent the VCR, yep. you rent the tapes, and then you can go home. Uh, comes in a big briefcase, yep. like you take it out, like. Yep. Uh, I, I remember the treat that we got because we did not have, uh, consoles, video game consoles growing up. Well, not till uh, middle school was when I first got my, my first one. That was actually me saving up for it myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, I mean, that was the 64, but I remember we, we would play at friend's house and stuff. And I do, I remember one weekend, don't remember why or whatever just like a special treat but same thing our local video store would rent consoles so we rented mm-hmm. uh super nintendo with a couple games and like that was like an amazing week as i like, oh my god we get to actually sit at our house and play these games and yeah we got to return them on monday yep. but oh how many of our listeners do you think? You think we got the young crowd that doesn't have a clue what we're talking about right now? Like, I don't know. Um, I'd say maybe it's a 50-50 shot on some of this because I'm sure there's more, like, you know, mid-30s, early 40s probably than yeah. anybody else. But, I mean, I there, mean there have been other people who have said, like, 2000X was their He-Man, you know? So yeah. we, we do have that as well. But, so it's yeah. I mean, just thinking about my own kids. So I have four kids. I would say I think only one of them has actually rented the DVDs from from a rent video store. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think by by the time my other three kids came along, we, you know, we'd Redbox, you know, or we'd stream. Yep. So there was really which is. I mean, the last we had we had family video here locally. They were the last ones to close up, but even that's been a couple years now since they went mm-hmm. belly up, um, and we'd stopped going long before that. But back in the day, that was it. Like it was, uh, you know, you knew it was going to be a good Friday night. Mom would take you to the video store. You get to pick out your own video because sometimes you had to go. And, like, the whole family had to agree on something. But yep. then once in a while, it'd be like each kid got to pick out a video. Those were the good nights. Uh, yep. Dad would bring home a stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut. Like, <laughs> No, those uh, – I agree. Like, now there there is no excitement. Like, e- even yesterday, for instance, I, I've been waiting to find out when Across the Spider-Verse was going to finally hit digital. Yeah, I saw this. It finally came out yesterday. I was like, oh, today is the day finally. But I would have been insane if I went to a movie, if I went to a video store, there it was. I would have been like jumping for it, grabbing whatever copy I could and running for the counter. And instead, I'm like, 
I just pushed a couple of buttons and boom, I have it. Yep. And it's like, I'm excited because my wife wanted to see it. She hasn't seen it yet. So this weekend we're going to watch it, but it's like Friday nights or Saturday nights when you were a kid, the yep. minute that one of your parents was like, well, why don't we just rent a movie tonight? Let's just, let's do something and, and see something we haven't seen before or whatever. And that was just like the greatest feeling alive. Like you didn't even have to go to the theater but you're able to see something like um, my mom, for instance, when I was a kid, my dad went out to California for like a month because his, his brother passed away. Mm-hmm. So he's out there, you know, seeing his brothers, his, his surviving brothers and all this stuff and spending time with family. While he was gone, my mom kept going to the video store and getting every movie that she hadn't seen in the last five years that she wanted to see. And I got to see all these movies for the first time with her. And I'm like, Holy crap, this is kind of awesome. Cause it it was obviously before streaming. So it was like more special. You're investing the money per movie to sit there and finally get to see this. And, you know, sometimes it was a great spend of money. Sometimes you're just there like, well, thank God I got to take that back because I don't want it in my house anymore. It's sticking but up you, st- you still finished it, though. Like, I, I paid the four ninety five. <laughs> we're watching this to the end. The, like, the, only, the only movie that did not survive that, if I remember right, was Conan the Barbarian because wow. I know you've seen it, but what, my mom... I remember this to this day. My mom looked at that video box and yep. she was all over the place, turning it all around everywhere. And she could not see what the rating of the movie was on there. And me being nine years old, 10 years old, wanting to watch this, she finally gave in because she's like, all right, it probably isn't that big of a deal. And then literally like, I think it was 15 minutes into the movie <laughs> Click. I no. never saw my mom react to anything as quickly as that. She's not a very big woman. Yep. She's 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 this little petite thing, and she lunged at the plane. <laughs> hit stop. Hit rewind. Pulled it out of there, and she's like, "It's going back tomorrow." And all I kept thinking was, "I wonder if I could see this at night while they're asleep and not let them know that I watched right. it." I never got around to it, but. <laughs> Every other movie though was watched because mm-hmm. there was that feeling of you're spending the money. Let's let's finish it, even right. if it wasn't a great movie. And so, the, yeah. this this is it for the week or two weeks or whenever exactly. whenever we go back. Like yep, exactly. Uh, you had to rewind. My kids don't even know what rewinding is. Like yeah, you, know, <laughs> you stop the movie, you're done. Like oh, late, got, fee- late fees. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I tell you what, though, and for those for those of you who don't know, I'm assuming there's some of you out there. So, all my local stores were set up like this. I'm sure yours were. So, like, you had the movies like in the center on the shelves, and those those were the old movies. Those yep. are the ones you could rent for like five days for like a buck, you yep. know, which is great. You know, I definitely, especially getting older. When I could drive myself, like that was a big thing, right? You turn 16 get your license when the first things we all did was go get our own blockbuster card they didn't care yep. about you being 18 or anything 16 yet if you got a license you could get a blockbuster card um you get your own and then i can go get my own movies and that's when i started digging through the back catalog of those dollar movies real really hard but usually what you went for was the perimeter wall because that yeah. had all your new releases on 
But here's the thing. Not like streaming. Can't just click a button, right? There's only so many copies. If they only if they got 20 copies of Jurassic Park, there's 20 copies of Jurassic Park. And so my local ones, they were set up where they had the actual clamshell or, you know, the slipcase, like the actual tape package in front. And then behind it was the actual tape in a separate yep. case. And so you take you take the the tape and you'd leave the cover. Yep. And then you take the tape up to register and check it out. There is no worse feeling than going to that wall and seeing all of those covers sitting flat. Yep. Against the wall. No, no. You're looking behind. You're checking the ones next yep. to it. No. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I've been waiting because we tra- uh, we tracked it. Jurassic Park's coming out. It's this Friday, Mom. Mom, Friday. It's coming out this week. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I mean, we didn't just go in. Like, we knew when this stuff was hidden, you yep. know. Um, but, yeah, that, that's the worst feeling is walking up and just seeing all those tapes flat. Mm-hmm. No. Like, Ask up at the counter. Maybe someone just turned one in. Hey, oh but, yeah, I've done that tons of times. Oh, I did it absolutely. Hey, do you got this? And it's like when the return drop. It's like while you're in the store, if it's not there, you hear somebody put dun, it in dun. the return, and all of a sudden you run up to the counter. You're like, hey, would it happen to be what that title or whatever? It's like, well, this one's got to go back behind the beaded, the, the beaded entryway. Oh, it's that movie. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I don't know if I want to touch that right after he dropped it. Okay. <laughs> But um, no, like when I was when I was uh, I wasn't old enough to drive yet. Yeah. But I, I to this day I remember the movie that I was like that the most with was The Crow. <laughs> yeah. That one hit at a point in my life where I saw it in the theater probably four or five times that summer, and and like it's one of those movies now. I honestly don't want to ever watch it again. And it's not that I hate the movie. I just burnt myself out on that movie in the span of maybe three years of my life in my teenage years. Mm -hmm. So I, but that was one where I remember they would show, okay, the crow is now going to be released on this date. And I was calling the store and I was like, I want a copy reserved. So I don't even have to worry about walking in there and seeing that problem of everybody rented it all. And they only had maybe like five or six copies. Yeah. Because it was an independent movie. It wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, Jurassic Park would have probably had 20 copies on this on this show. The Crow had maybe five, six. And then after a certain point, they even weeded it down to maybe like three or two of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. so there was this like, I needed to have that copy. And the, the one thing about it that to this day, like it, between that, Transformers the movie and some of the other ones... There was something magical about you could take these home and actually pause these and study shots that when you were watching it in the theater, if you were lucky enough to see these movies in the theater, you might have just been taking it all in. And then you're seeing all these things that you didn't pick up on the first time. Like nowadays on YouTube, you have so many of these here's what the 300 Easter eggs in the Spider-Verse movie were. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can you imagine going to the theater and seeing that and waiting a year for a VHS to come out and yeah. get to finally, like you would have driven yourself crazy going, I know I saw a horse that was a Spider-Man horse. And yep. people are like, yeah, sure you did. You know, and then all of a sudden <laughs> a year later, I told you, I told you he was in there. And 
like as a kid like i did that with the crow where it's like i remembered it certain ways in the theater and then i'm watching it again going like oh that was like a quick cut here and look at that angle of that shot and this mm. and that and the details and it's like you it made you if you love these movies it made you appreciate so much more that release it made you appreciate getting to take that home and taking the time with it compared to when you're going to a movie you have you know, the time you're sitting there, plus any distractions that are driving you crazy to take you out of the movie. And so at least in your home, you're getting that time to really put in the quality time to watch these things. Oh, yeah. There. Or or just relive the memory of watching it. Like when I saw Transformers, the movie at home on, on VHS, I was like literally pouring over that movie and going, I remember how it felt to sit there on Saturday morning when my mom took me to the theater. But it's like, it's like, you know, reliving it all over again, just like we do with this yep. podcast talking about He-Man. Like, we're going back to the roots of our memories for something we loved. And it's like it, that helped with with how this all worked out. Those VHSs, those eventually DVDs and everything, uh, just confirming and affirming that love, yep. you know? So. Well, that's the thing. Like the you you touched on a second ago. Like the is the anticipation, because um, it was generally at least a year, mm-hmm. like after it leaves theaters. So mm-hmm. you get some of these movies that would that would keep going. And, and that, that was the other thing back in the day. Like nowadays, you know, you got probably a month in theaters and then you're done, regardless. Yep. Back in the day, like it kept going. If that movie was still making money, it would stay in the theaters. There was no predetermined end date. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it would fall off, and then they'd be like, "All right, pull it," and then it would go to the discount theaters. Yep, you know the dollar theaters for a while, and then they'd start making the VHSs and shipping them out. So, like, you could be a year or so. Um, some it. And if you didn't get to see it in the theaters and you had to wait for the VHS, like, I mean, there are movies that have been out for a year, year and a half where you're like, I really want to see that, but you got to wait until it comes out. It's not like now where it's like that premieres, premieres in the theater in July, August 9th. It's on, you know, streaming service. Click of your button. Yep. I'm like, no, uh, to your point, I remember. <laughs> so with VHS, when you paused it, there was actually lines on the yep. screen, like fuzzy lines. <laughs> the tracking lines. The yeah. tracking lines. Yep. So, and they kind of be at random. So if you were trying to like pinpoint something in a scene that you wanted to see, sometimes you'd pause it, but the tracking line would be right over. Like, like if you wanted to read a <laughs> note, like, does that really say, or what does this yeah. say? You yep. know, like nowadays you just take your DVD and you zoom in and you're like, oh, yeah. it says that. But back then it'd be like, pause. Oh shoot! The tracking line's right there. Rewind. Yep. Pause. Oh nope. Let me try. Like yeah. you, it, it was it was an art form. They'd like, come on, pause in the right way. You know. Absolutely. You pause yeah. at the nude scene and the tracking line's right there, and you're like, Damn yeah. It. It's like it's like, come on, Cinemax isn't this bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, like something else, real quick. Uh, even before the VHS is there, there was one thing that blew my mind even as a kid, and it has to do with E Man, so we can we can tie it back to what we're talking about <laughs> that way. Um, the the other thing that they did that made it really special was um, 
before VHS, there was the Panini sticker book. Yeah. And that one, that one covered uh, the Colossal Awakes, if I remember right. And it also did Diamond Ray of Disappearance in it. Yeah. The, and, and it did, um, oh, I can't think of like Father, like Daughter. It was all three episodes yeah. that were on The Greatest Adventures of All. But what I loved about that when I was a kid was it, it, like these images are right there on the screen every day. But then when you got those stickers, you could see the 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 brush strokes in the inking or whatever and all that stuff. And as a kid, for being you know for me wanting to do art and and being attracted to more artistic things, it's like it, we're talking about pausing things. Well, it's like. What better pause was there than here's a sticker that was the cell of the actual episode that you just watched that afternoon. And you could put it into a book and there it is that you can go back to it over and over again. Just like taking a pause shot of one of those episodes or a movie or whatever. Yeah, see, and I, I never knew about the uh, sticker albums until the internet, but... Um, but yeah, so they actually had scenes from the show yep. and then you put them in the book and, and like complete the episode. Like you yep. would actually have like everything by the end. I would have loved this as a kid, especially being I, the filmation guy. Like oh, I'd be all it. over this. I, I ate it up and I want to say I don't have it anymore. I don't, I don't know whatever happened to it, unfortunately, but I, I got those and I remember like I would get a couple packs from time to time. Yep. And then if I ended up not being able to complete a shot and mm -hmm. it was a, if they had like two pieces to make some of those images. Yep. If they were like a bigger part of the episode or whatever, and I would go, flip through it and it would drive me up the wall. If I saw here's He-Man about to get thrown out of the, the vehicle yep. and you, you need that shot of Skeletor where he's about to kick him, you know, or whatever. Yep. And I'm just He-Man on the one side and knowing there's, there's like another piece out there. Where's this other piece? It would drive me crazy. Yeah, I know those those are fun. I remember the uh, same thing. It was afterwards, but like the the Ladybird uh, book for Secret of the Sword actually yeah. used images from the cartoon. Normally, mm -hmm. Ladybird like had their own illustrations, but for that book, they actually took screen grabs basically of the animation and put them in there with the text and i'm like even find that as an adult i'm like oh my god that's amazing like as a kid same thing i would have loved this because it would have been a clear way to see like every little frame you know mm -hmm. well even the the storybook to that one I had that when I was a kid, and I want to say they did that too, where it wasn't every, it, it, like, every, it, they had, like, one shot to represent whatever they were talking about. Oh, he just, he just walked away from me. You're good, I'm listening. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I remember that because I had, it was the record book, if I remember right, and, and that one did the same, the same deal, and as a kid, I would do the same thing with that as well. Uh, yeah, my cat was... Stuck in a room, apparently, and scratching oh, no. it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love cats. Oh. But yeah, get, getting back it, to the VHSs and stuff, because I know I said... Well, it's, it's all the same thing, right? We're just trying to hold on to oh, that yeah. thing that we can only watch once in a while. You know, you're every yep. weekday after school, or, you know, yep. 
even me with the with the VHSs, like I can't. Especially back in the day, like we had we had two TVs, but it was like one was the living room and one was my parents' room, and so it's like you know, I didn't just have free reign to you know, hey, I want to watch He Man now. Oh, well, I'll just pull out my phone and watch it on that. No, like I had to, yep. you know, if, if nobody was watching it, if we had nothing going on, if company wasn't over, like if my parents had somebody over, like, you know, hey, go, we're, you know, we're sitting here talking, like what, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it was that, that, that the family, you know, and I, I know you had Les, but you didn't have any siblings to vie with either. Like, uh, so it, I, if <laughs> I, you know, I, I want to watch He-Man, well, Heather wants to watch this, so well, she wins because she's older. You know, like there's all there's that there's that whole thing. The the one day of watching cartoons that I I think even I knew I was a very lucky child was I my parents got a new TV, so they put the old TV in my room because oh. it also. They, Look they, at Mister Only me, Child here. Oof. Well, well, no. Here's the thing. The reason they let me have the TV in my room was we did have an Atari, yep. and they they let me play that because I had to wear an eye patch, and that was something that was supposed to help my eye to get stronger if I was playing those and doing the hand eye coordination stuff. But there was this one afternoon where, and so okay, we had an addition to the house that was my room, but there was a window that my dad never filled in. So there was this window that that you could see into my bedroom and you could see if I was watching the TV, but you could also see the living room TV. And that afternoon, I had the window open for some reason, which barely ever happened, and I was watching uh, Silverhawks. Mm-hmm. Not, to, not to get into all the Super 7 garbage, but just I was <laughs> watching Silverhawks. And it was the moment when Monstar started doing his incantation to become Monstar. Yeah. And it was in stereo. And I was literally in the middle of how it, it played out. So I could see it in my room and I could see it there. And, and it was like, here's this incantation to turn this bad guy into a worse bad guy. And it's all bathed in red and all this stuff. And I remember sitting there going, I don't know if I'm going to actually bring him out of hell. <laughs> it was like the weirdest, freakiest moment of me just looking around going, I think this is too much for one six-year-old to handle on his own. Like, too much of, yeah. of like, oh my God, this is insane. Like even you as a kid, you've, you've gone too far. Right. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> I remember when we had, uh, fuzzy memory but something about early cable and like i don't know if my dad just like he probably like split off or whatever but like so we had cable in two different rooms but you had to watch the same thing like it was controlled (laughs) by the one box yeah like so it's like yeah cable ran to the second room but it was controlled from the first room. So you could turn on your TV and watch whatever the person in the living room is watching, but you couldn't actually, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't change it independently. Like with that early cable. That would have made me laugh. Just hearing the voice from the other room go, Hey, I'm going to watch such and such. Nobody yeah. touch a damn thing. That was it. It was, I mean, I mean, it's right up there with tangenting away today, but like it's right up there with, 
hey, I'm going to get online. No one answer the phone. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Yep. Oh, Absolutely. my mom would get so mad because she calls after school and I wouldn't answer. And she's like, why didn't you answer? <laughs> well, I was trying to download music and it takes 30 hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you were downloading music. I was probably downloading something. <laughs> I was older than you. Music. Don't forget <laughs> music. Oh, I, I I chose music very intentionally there. Um, so, so that's who this Jenny McCarthy lady is. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> oh, God, the pictures would even. And my son interrupt. Fine, but be back soon. Okay, be careful. They uh. God, it was a magical time. It was. I mean, it, I I have this weird thing where, like, yes, when I was a kid, it was magical for certain things, and then in the early two thousands, like, I was going through a really bad breakup with my girlfriend at the time. So I I focused so hard on that that now when I look back on that, I'm like, the amount of crap you missed because you were such a sad sack makes yeah. me want to throw up some days because I genuinely. Would have rather been driving around to Toys R Us's to find 2000X toys mm -hmm. than sitting around worrying about a girl that will never, ever cross your doorstep for the rest of the 20-some years you're looking back on this thing. Really? This is what you were sad about? You could have been, like, collecting all these things and actually going, hey, childhood is a great place to go back to to be happy for these things, and they could still make you happy even years later. So adulthood yeah. and all that garbage kicked in and it's like oh it's all <laughs> doom and gloom but then it's like yeah but pre-orders we love the pre-orders and stuff so it's actually funny because i mean looking back i got nothing but love for it and simpler time and all that but like at the same time if i had to if i had to do it that way today i'd probably be bitching and moaning about it you know like if i had to wait all right, well, Spider-Verse just came out. All right, in a year, we'll be able to go to a store, hope they have a copy left, and rent it for two days, and then yeah. get it back on time. Like, you know, I definitely appreciate the modern era, but um, I, I love looking back, and it, it just it's just a memory. It's a nostalgia. That's what, that's what brings us back. Absolutely. Um, well, I mean, how many times, if you think about it, like, I mean, the cool part about it was – you could go and rent stuff and, and there was a pretty good chance even before you were old enough to go and get a card yourself, you might be able to get a movie that maybe you couldn't go to the theater to see in your parents. Oh, yeah. were like, mm. Cause like, I, I remember the first rated R movie I got to see at home without my parents finally arguing with me about it was Terminator two. Yeah. There was, I don't know what, I think it was probably all of the hubbub about it. Cause it was like one of the biggest movies of that year. And it was like the next year when it came out on video, it hit around where my birthday was. So I rented that as part of my birthday celebration and had a couple buddies over. Yeah. And we all watched Terminator 2. And it was like that was like your rite of passage kind of moments where you you were you were old enough to finally go, Hey, my mom and dad think I'm ready that I can watch like Terminator 2 or Point Break or you know what it true lies or whatever the movie was that was like the big movie but it was more rated r than pg-13 or yep. pg whatever well that's that's one area where being an only child failed you 
because when you got four kids running around a video store, yeah, like my mom rarely even checked. You know, all right, you got your movie. Yep, I got my movie. All right, let's go. Like, okay, yeah, you were lucky. And then you're like, <laughs> you're just hoping that the cashier. So then you give them all to your mom, and so you're hoping the cashier doesn't go like, oh, ma'am, this is rated R. Like, yeah, but. And that that's where that's where the like I said because she didn't she didn't follow us around it was kind of like hey go I mean the video stores were never very big I mean it nope. could easily let your kid run so she let us go pick out our movies and so that's where that helped you where you're just coming back with that clear claim shell and just a, a VHS with a label in there like yep. so you know you're like yeah here yeah don't read that don't read that title don't read that yep. <laughs> all right or she might glance at it but she didn't she, you know she didn't recognize it or whatever like there was definitely <laughs> there were definitely some, some movies like that where i'm just like all right all right like, <laughs> this uh, is douche and i still is he's still holding the copy of mona lisa's smile or whatever uh, it's like ah! I know I've got I've got a couple blockbuster VHSs like in in the blockbuster clamshell somewhere around here. I can't remember where they are, but I remember when we unpacked in the house, I remember coming across them and I'm like, I must have just never returned these because even when they sold you the pre-owned ones, mm-hmm. they never came with that blockbuster slipcover. Even if they didn't have even if they didn't have the yeah. Even if they didn't have the actual case for it, yeah, they would they would sell it in just a, a regular blank case. But I have ones with the actual blockbuster paper yep. insert. Oh, remember that when VHS has started doing like the reversible inserts because you could. Um, I want to say like Indian in the cupboard had one where like it, it had. Because you remember on the on the clamshells, mm-hmm. right? You could open it up and you could actually slide that paper yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And yep. some of them had like reversible ones where you could turn it around. Mm-hmm. And like I remember Indian in the cupboard, like it had we would have the regular one where it had like the poster on front and then the description on back. But then mm-hmm. if you flipped it around, it would just look like the, the cupboard. Okay. You know, like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um or you could even you could have even taken them out and like pretended a movie was something else if you wanted to, but um. I think I did that once or twice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just cr- crazy things. Um, God, it's good times. Good times. Yeah, good, good air. I mean, they, there's a magic. Like everything got, and now I'm going to sound like an old man. Yep. Everything got more corporate and everything got more get it out there faster and it became almost disposable. Whereas mm-hmm. when we were kids, even though to our parents, this stuff was probably like, you know, in my dad's case, he was, oh, it's a waste of time. Why is he, why yep. does he love all this stuff? But it, it felt like this was all something building towards this is making me who I am. Mm-hmm. in whatever way one way or the other and there was it felt like there was more substance to these things right. and then like when you started seeing oh now here's a sequel and then the sequel doesn't like i, I to this day the one I, I went to the crow early well well like the crow the first one obviously brandon lee died so then, then they, they're like well now we have to make a sequel because that wouldn't need all the money 
And then it's like, oh, so you're just going to keep doing this and pissing yes. people off. And it's because they're still, you know, they're, they're milking it for all it's worth. So it's like there's that weird teetering of time where it's like, okay, these things actually held up and they were substantial. But then there's a Terminator 3 for every Terminator 2 or a Crow City of Angels for every crow that's out there. It's like, yep. oh, so this is what we're doing. And then it became disposable in that way, too, versus you know having a little more weight like when we were kids in some ways so well, i think it just like well like we've even said about the toys too like it's kind of the same thing like yeah. I, I can jump on amazon or big bad toy store and get any toy i want for the most part yeah so, like it's not as special as chasing the store same thing with the movies and the cartoons like like it, like we said it was if you could convince your parents to rent it or, or like i said the, the, those actual vhs's i had those were like gold like yeah. you didn't get a lot of those, Absolutely. you know, nowadays you can stream entire series whenever you want. So it's like, you know, and for that matter, I didn't really think about it until you kind of mentioned your dad and my dad was, is the same way. Like he's the type of guy with a few exceptions is like, you know, Hey dad, you want to watch this movie again? I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to watch it again? Why would I want to watch it again? I saw that already. Yep. But like, for them growing up, you know, and, and maybe guys our age don't know this, like, movies came out in theaters, and then that was it. Yeah. At, at best, like, some of the top movies, a company might re-release them, like, five or ten years down the road. Yep. You know, Disney was famous for that for Snow White. But I mean, that wasn't available on VHS until the 90s. And I remember when it came out, that was, like, a big deal. Because yep. Disney would just, like... Every so many years, they put Snow White back in the theaters. And it's yeah. like, okay, this is our chance to watch it again. Yep. Um, and that was the way the model worked up until the advent of the video store and VHSs and everything else. Was you would release a movie, it would make its money, and if it made enough money, years down the road, you might be able to purchase another theater ticket to go see it again. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or it's just gone. And so that's yeah. the way... They grew up, that's the way they were raised, and I, I think that definitely I think that definitely shows you know we're kind of the, the sides of the divide there, our parents' generation and then ours. Mm-hmm. Um, especially your dad. I know he's a little older even than most of the rest of our yep. our yep. parents, so probably even more so. But like I think I think that's a big split. And then of course our kids nowadays who can see anything anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Like it's so easy to where they probably won't have the nostalgia that we do because it doesn't go away. It just it's yeah. there and you can keep consuming and it's definitely a lot faster paced. And I mean, sequels back in the day, I mean, you could be talking five years because yeah. they're it's like, okay, the movie came out, it did it did well. Let's see what the VHS does when we release it another year. Okay, that did well. So now let's start talking about making a movie like three years before it's even, you know, okay, now we'll start filming. So mm-hmm. it's just a whole different world. Um, to the point where when video stores were starting to become a thing, Disney and some of the other major studios actually tried uh tried to shut them down they mm-hmm. they they took these early video stores to court and tried to get the government to step in and ban them because they were afraid it would kill 
the theaters. They mm. thought if people could get these movies on VHS, they wouldn't go to the theater anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that that was the TV thing in the fifties, yeah. And and movie theaters had the same uphill battle because now people are able to sit in their homes and enjoy yep. watching a show versus going to the theater. And it's like, you know, and it had again. There's this movie theater experience and yep. making sure that what you're putting in there actually matches up to somebody wanting to go see it that way mm-hmm. and and like um like i remember the one it, it, they would take forever even when when we were kids to put certain movies even out and yep. then it became uh he, like the one that i remember the most was et that was one of the first movies i ever saw in the theater my mom took me when i was probably three or four at the most and we mm-hmm. saw that movie she took me to go see it probably two or three times because for her it was like amazing to see a movie with knowing she's a mom and can take me finally. I'm sure that had to be part of it. Right. We missed out on how many movies when I was first born. But um, the the VHS for that didn't hit until probably 89. And that was seven years later. It, I think E.T. was 82 if I remember right. Uh, so, 80, June of 82 it was released in theaters yeah. in October of 88 it became out it on VHS and that was a big deal and I, I remember my mom actually like putting it, she she did a pre-order for that one yeah oh I then forgot about pre-orders we did the pre-order and oh then my God. we actually uh, there were there were like three or four other families within walking distance of us that had kids that never saw this. So then my mom actually did an invite party thing. So we, they could come to our house and we could watch ET finally because they never got to see it. And then afterwards we all rode bikes around the woods. Like we were playing ET and it was the biggest deal to, for yeah. my mom to finally have this movie after all these years. Yeah. And I, it's funny. Cause obviously I don't, I don't remember ET coming out of the theaters. But I remember vaguely like ET coming to home video, and that was mm-hmm. like a that's one my mom was got event. like right away, like yeah, because that was I mean imagine that because that's the, like ET was not like a box office bust, like it made all the monies yep. right away. It wasn't a sleeper hit, a cult class. No, it it made all the money in '82. Yep. So nowadays, imagine imagine Avengers came out. Yeah, and set all these records, and they're like, "Well, we're not going to really send home video for six years." Yeah, like, what? <laughs> you're kidding? <laughs> like, oh my god! Yeah, it just it it was a whole different. Not every movie got a release back in the day. Even when once VHSs were a thing, there were still movies that were such duds that they're like, "Yeah, we're not going to release that." Mm-hmm. like you know i mean it was it was up to the studio if they wanted to or not now it's a foregone conclusion yeah um, they'll try to make money back on it somehow one way or the other now right yeah. i mean it's it's just it, it's it was a whole different world you never knew you could never trust i mean you'd have those reports that like oh such and such movies coming out this day or that date but sometimes those weren't true like i'm mm-hmm. trying to track that stuff was crazy i remember Excuse me. Um, uh, or even, or even re-releasing movies like that did not happen. Like nowadays, 
shoot, Walmart, what, they'll crank out, like, they'll, they'll have the regular DVD, then they'll have, like, a glow-in-the-dark slip cover, then they'll yeah. have, like, an artist-proof slip cover, like, for the same movie. Like, that never yeah. happened. Usually a movie would, you know, theater, VHS, sorry about your luck. Mm-hmm. I remember being amazed in the mid-90s when I found the Dolph Lundgren, Frank Langella classic Masters of the Universe, the live-action movie, uh, finding that like a re-release at Walmart, uh, Warner Brothers did, yeah. did like a re-release, a VHS. And like, that was amazing. I'm like, oh, it's there. Because that's one, like I had it recorded off TV, but I never had any hope of actually getting it. And then they re-released yeah. it on VHS. I'm like, oh my God, it's a huge thing. And I bought that. Yep. Um, and then when the, uh, you know, DVD was becoming a thing, that's when, you know, and we had the internet, like me and my friends would really track that stuff. And like, we found that Masters of the Universe was supposed to be released on DVD, but like none of my friend group, like they're like, no, it's not really going to be released on DVD or anything. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to check. I'm going to check. And we went, you know, um, I think it was Fridays. Was it Fridays for new movies? Or no, Fridays were theaters. Uh, Fridays were theaters. Tuesdays or Wednesdays was new movies, if I remember right. Yeah, it was one of those days. They released it yesterday for Spider-Verse, and that's usually yeah. when the new stuff hits. And I, I want to say they've kept that from like back when yeah. the DVDs even came out and all that. Yeah, yeah. there was there was one day. I think you're right. I think it's Tuesdays now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, Tuesdays were new release day. That's when the, they weren't out before that. Like every Tuesday, that's when they stocked the new stuff. I remember mm-hmm. going to actually Barnes and Noble booksellers in the mall mm-hmm. and they had the masters of the universe DVD. And I grabbed that right away. No <laughs> extra features, no nothing. It was still, when, it was still when the DVDs came with like the cardboard cover with like the snap. Yep. Um, for those. Yeah. But I, I bought that shit up. I'm like, I'm never going to see this again. Like it's, that was a thing. It was like, if I don't get this, I'm not going to see it again. You know, streaming Mm -hmm. was unheard of all that. Like you had to get it when you could. Absolutely. I I mean, the same summer that I was buying those, uh, the filmation, uh, VHSs was also the same summer when I went to Walmart and right there at the checkout counter, there was the live action movie for like I want to say eight bucks or or seven bucks or something, and I, I I was like I've never owned it, I've rented it how many times? I had it on tape recorder, you know, tape cassette tape and everything. I'm like I finally need to buy this thing, and I I bought it, and that was like part of my He Man rediscovery period in '96. Um. And it helped leading into the 2000X line, even because that was very much like it's still home, it's still here. But yeah, I still oh, dogs, give me room. There it is, nice Masters of the Universe DVD that I bought from Barnes and Noble in the mall. I'm picking myself a little bit so everyone can get. Yep, see, so it's got that, it's got the snap, yeah, and like a cardboard cover. Yep, I remember that. Didn't even come with the insert. There's the chapter list. <laughs> uh, remember the chapter list too. They, they, yeah, I remember that even. Yep. 
This was amazing. This was top of the line here. Yep. Special features. Actually, this does have a commentary. I'd forgotten about that. I got to watch that again. Who did the commentary? Um, Gary Goddard, I'm guessing. Gary Goddard. Yep. 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 Uh, character profiles, interactive menus. Like that's the, in the early DVD, just having the menu <laughs> on the screen was like, if it played a song or something, that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, yep. theatrical trailer and scene access. Like that's, that's how early this was. Like the fact that you can select the scenes yeah. was a special feature. Oh, well, I mean, the, the the thing about that that was mind-blowing, I mean, how many times did you fast-forward and rewind to get to a part you loved, and all of a sudden now, all you do is just click a button, and boom, there's that scene that you wanted, it wanted yep. so long. And I mean, that that was the beginning. I mean, the, the VHSs and stuff were the beginning of it, really, but the DVDs giving you that option were really the beginning of of where we are now where it's so easy to access all these things 24 7 the way that we're accustomed to and and i I agree like you saying about how you know this stuff isn't going to stick and have the nostalgia for the next generation the way it did for us yeah there's a huge like my my son was rattling off every single tv show that he loves yep he was going for five to 10 minutes last night on all of these shows. And I'm like, I didn't realize you were watching half of these things. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, there, for me, when I find out, Oh, there's going to be a new season of this coming out. It's special. And I'm like, Oh, I can't wait. And then that day comes and we take time to watch it. But for them, it's like, it's, it's really and truly not nearly as exciting as it is for me like back in those days when something new would hit and boom, I'm a, I'm able to watch it right then. Yep. So it, I can see that already, that, that change. And it does make me a little sad because it, it, it feels so much more disposable and consume, yep. consume, consume uh, in that bad way versus what we had when we were kids. Well, just to have that nostalgia, you've got to, uh, You've got to lose it first. You've got to miss it, you know, yeah. and they they don't have to go through that. Like I don't they, yeah, they they will never have to from now on because that's how our society is and it's like this uh <laughs> this DVD was uh 2001, copyright 2001 Warner Brothers Home Video. Wow. Um, now and here's something. Hmm. That was a year after I got my first DVD player, I think. Yeah, I mean it. It was early. We probably just got in our first as a family. Like I didn't even mm-hmm. have my own, obviously. Um, so on the actual disc itself, I'd even forgotten about this. And I know by the time DVD came along, it wasn't as big of a thing. Um, but Masters of the Universe, the live action motion picture, and then down below there it says widescreen. <laughs> oh yeah that's right that's so right. Uh, especially on vhs's most of them were full screen and yeah, every once good. in a while you'd have ones that you could choose full screen or widescreen if you're if your family had the option which one were they going with oh on vhs it was always full screen but always. then my then dad the... was always full screen yep Yep, and then and then the snobbery when DVD hit, 
because suddenly that was an option you could you they they don't give it to you anymore but yep. there was the do you want full screen or do you want widescreen right. and for some reason i when that hit i was like no i want widescreen from now on because it's a dvd and you're getting the best picture you possibly can and the, you get the experience again yep. and, and it was funny when my wife and i moved in together she actually has copies of movies that are widescreen at the minute i saw that, i'm like why would you do that yeah <laughs> like there were years you know like only like two or five years previously mm -hmm. i want to say there would have been that whole like well of course you want full screen why would you have the bars why? that was it that was my day yeah. so for those who don't know so you know movie theater screens were always well like our our video screens right here right you got the nice yep. rectangle going on yeah so all films were filmed in widescreen then when the vhs came out home tvs at the time were squares yep instead of the rectangles so then they would they would actually cut like basically trim out the edges yep. so that it would fill up your TV screen. And that was full screen where it was cropped. Yep. So that would fit and you'd have a full screen. If you got the wide screen, you'd actually get the full picture, but there'd be a black bar at the top and at the bottom of your TV. Yep. And my dad was the, why would I pay to have black on my TV. <laughs> if I'm having to pay for a movie, I want it to fill the whole TV. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we were we were we were full screen, always full screen. Why would you why would you bother with widescreen mm -hmm. until we actually got TVs? You know, once they came out with the flat TVs and they actually yep. were rectangles, and it's like, oh, this makes sense now. You know, I'm dumb kid. I'm like saying, yeah, full screen. I want. Why would I want to see black? You yep. know, um, yeah, that's not even an option anymore. Like, yeah. uh, you know, and you even see it to this day, like on the Nintendo Switch, they've got the emulators for like Nintendo and Super Nintendo. And it's yep. got these bars on the side because that those games were made to be played on a square television, not a rectangular yep. one. Yep. <sighs> no, I remember. And it was it was the like you were just programmed that your TV needed to be completely full of the of the picture, no matter mm -hmm. what. And like as a kid, it didn't even cross my mind that I'm missing something. No, nope, never. Like, I remember they they did um, like the Sunday night movie ABC back in the mm -hmm. day used to do like Sunday night movie or whatever. The what uh, it was different nights of the week they do a movie, and the yeah. one that I remember to this day was we we taped Ghostbusters when that one was on mm -hmm. that movie, and as a kid. I'm watching this and and like there's that scene in the in the library when when uh Peter Ray and Egon are going to check out what this library ghost is all about and there's that one scene where the uh the bookcase falls down behind them yep. and they all jump and then the the shot goes right to Bill Murray's face he's like this happened to you before and, and he's like first time and it literally just stayed on his face so I just was like I don't know who he's talking to and stuff and then the next thing you know when you get the DVD and you're watching you're like yeah it's been Ray all along <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea <laughs> yeah see I never and again because it was so far between even if you saw a movie in theaters by the time it ended up coming out on VHS you've only got the memories of it so yeah. you're just like you know you know you don't realize all the stuff that's trimmed out when you go to 
full screen, but it was yeah. that all our dads were like, well, I'm not going to pay to, why would I pay for this TV to have bars on the side? It's like, but then they would uh, do the pan and scan, which was even weirder because you'd have yeah. a moment where if there was something cut out, they would try and pan over right. to let see whatever the reaction would be. And it would be the most weird, herky jerky looking thing to get that effect to happen. And, and that was like, I think when I got a DVD and it was in full screen, that was when I'm like, this is why I'm never doing this again. Because if I get a DVD, it's such a clear picture. I yep. don't want it to have that effect because it looked so, it really was like, it felt like a weird video game cutscene the way they had to make that pan and scan pull off. Yeah, so, yeah. Because they're basically, so you should be able to see both people. But since yeah. you can't, they basically freeze frame it, but let the dialogue keep playing and yep. just kind of like, all right, so instead of seeing both, you're just going to see this guy. Yeah. And as it's going, you're going to just kind of come over to this guy. Yeah. It doesn't actually sync up because there shouldn't be camera movement there. That would be one of those cases oh. of point where if, if I had to deal with the dad, like, like you're doing the whole, I want to see the whole screen. It's like, is that how that was supposed to work? Really? You know, <laughs> just have a few points of like, yeah. I think this might warrant maybe the idea that the bars aren't a bad thing anymore, but yeah. Oh, VHS is a lost <laughs> art form. Uh, you know what? Actually, one of the, I might have to start, especially after talking about them today. One of the things I would love is to have all of those VHSs, um, magic window, clamshell that might have to be now that i got the books done i might have to start on vhs's be mm. really cool if someone would put together a poster of just all that artwork like all the covers but mm. next best thing would be to have the full collection that might yes. have to be my next nietzsche thing magic window though not rca i'm not a savage <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got whatever I could have at that point. No, I know. I'm just saying. No, honestly, like the the Magic Window ones, I I remember when I'd go to the video store, I would stand there and I'd look at them and I'd either know what episode it was or when I'd see how they did the uh, thing, I'm like, my God, it's like if I go back into the sci-fi area, Mm -hmm. there's probably a barbarian movie that looks almost identical to what they did there. And they were like really trying to have the influences work so that the kids then could look at that. And then they look at something else and go, I need to pick that movie up too. Cause that looks awesome. Just like the cover of the He-Man video. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, let me see if I can get another one closer up. Cause I know the, the one I did by itself was secret of the sword, which is like straight filmation, but actually they, uh, and they had like their whole different, like color style. Um, mm-hmm for that like it was much more i don't know how you subdued tones let me get one up here sean you're more the artist but yeah they definitely almost almost oil painting-y to a kid hmm i don't know if i ever saw these then I'm just you've seen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying about the colors? Like they're not they're not that bright filmation. They're they're just yeah, there's they're, a slightly duller color scheme that makes yeah. it look a little bit more 
realistic for lack of a better word like some of that i i almost wonder if that's the age of the thing or not though in some ways because i know some of them they did look a little more that way and then others were even brighter than filmation so there was like an inconsistency between some of those because like the yeah. one uh the one that you were talking about with the he-man and Tiela with the serpent behind them yeah that one was bright i remember that and then this one being yeah i, I they they could have been trying to play into the the style of the era. So see how like the He Man yeah. and Teela up there, like those are the ones from like the the cover, right? Yeah, yeah. So they've kind of got that duller, you know, mm-hmm. more oily. And then down here we've got the characters actually from the cartoon. Yep. And they're just that brighter. They're just slightly different, but like the, that's what I'm saying. Just so just those covers. Yeah, looks so much more epic, especially they, to a kid. Like, oh my god! Like, you know. Yeah, they, they, uh, it's almost like they just took the the cell, but then they took out the color and then they airbrushed. Airbrush. That. Yeah, they, they. It's almost like an airbrush painterly look, like you're saying, versus that cell shading, the way that they have for the bottom part. Yes, yeah. so, this also proves that Merman was always supposed to be green. <laughs> because he is fully green there, and it was actually the uh, the color correcting on the the TV stations that made him appear blue in the mm-hmm. cartoon. I'll hang that back up later. But yeah, just that kind of thing. So we're seeing. Oh, let me on. No one wants to see me that big. So yeah, that's what I said. So just seeing them on the wall like that with that more airbrush, like mm-hmm. darker look, was like, oh my god, this is. You know, it's kind of, it, it's kind of a medium between the the early box art and filmation, like kind of yeah. meeting in the middle where it's like, okay, these are a little bit more realistic, a little bit more, you know, dark or gritty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's all, you know, you get the same the the same cartoon and it all works out. And so. it's amazing. <laughs> Um, and that kind of leads us into our last little bit of news here roundaboutly, and that that is that um, continuing in the grand scheme, we will actually be able to get the CGI He-Man in the Masters of the Universe, the complete series on DVD. Yep. This is coming out... October 10th uh, right by Mill birthday <laughs> Mill Creek Entertainment uh, currently only in the US and with no additional extras or language information so, uh, but it will have all 26 episodes of the CGI series oh, it, it does uh, it, it makes me slightly sl- it, it, like to hear complete series it does hurt because we never got an official confirmation one way or the other of what they way they were going with this show but and we we still haven't so to me my you know glasses glasses half full type thing i'm going well okay this is the he-man and the masters of the universe complete series yeah and then maybe we have 
Masters of the Universe Horde Invasion, the complete series, mm-hmm. or Masters of the Universe uh, Princess of Power, the complete series, or like they could, mm-hmm. they could reach, you know, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited style. Like we could still keep yeah. going and mm-hmm. kind of rebrand and, you know, but we can put all this out now as a nice box set, which is where I think they're going with it. So I, yeah, I, I think it's probably just going, okay, what we did on Netflix is what we're giving you, but yeah. the chances of something else. Cause I, honestly, it left the door open enough that I'm like, I really hope they walk through it again because yeah, yeah I mean, you and I definitely are, are some of the biggest fans of that yeah. series. And, you know, it's like, I'd love to revisit it again. Hey, six seasons in the movie, baby. Six seasons oh, yeah. in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> We're halfway there. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, it, you know, you know, I, I got I to gotta admit, it kind of uh, blew my mind in the last few weeks. My cousin let me borrow his PlayStation 4. And okay. he also gave me a few games. And, and one of them was the Spider-Man game that they made. Oh, I still it. want to play that. That looks amazing, but I it, don't it, have a he, current he enough. He had both, uh, both the Spider-Man and the Spider-Man Miles Morales. So my kids went crazy because, number one, they love Spidey, and then my yep. son is huge on Miles. And it shocked me to find out that the same voice actor that does Peter slash Spider-Man in those video games is Adam and He-Man on the CGI series. Oh really? So when you hear when you hear him doing the voice of He Man now, I also hear Spider Man too from the fact that we played this game That's so awesome. much. Just like I actually, I still, I think, I think he did a great uh, Yuri Lowenthal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and he he did such a great version for both of those characters, mm-hmm. for both He Man and Adam on that show. Absolutely. And. I really wish I remembered the name of the actor who did Skeletor because he, he really, he really worked on that show. <laughs> like I said, I I, I can't put him a, a over Allen just because of nostalgia, but he's he's really really close. <laughs> like, uh, if I hadn't grown up with Allen, he probably would be. Uh, there's too many He-Mans out right now. I can't. Yeah, yeah it wants to jump right to, obviously, Alan, and then it wants to go to Mark. Mark Allen. Um, come on. People are like, come on, this is horrible. Television. <laughs> it really got Beastman and Orko before Skeletor. Ben Diskin. I wouldn't ben have gotten Diskin. that. I guess I didn't know his his name. <laughs> and, and and then it was what was it? Uh, Brian Dob Dobson. Was that was two thousand X. Yeah. Yeah. Not like him too. I mean, it, like. Out of out of the and I don't remember the New Adventures one that much, so I'm not even going to go there right now. But like out of the the traditional Skeletors that we've had, I don't for me and and I feel weird saying this for me like Mark Hamill 
still has that he's Mark Hamill vibe about it. it like, yeah. I don't dislike it. When I'm watching the series, it kind of washes over me eventually. And then I'm like, okay, it's still Skeletor. But like Brian Dobson, Alan Oppenheimer, and uh, Ben Diskin, but they all just made those their own in that way. And then Mark Hamill is kind of, I'm Mark Hamill, and I can also do Skeletor. You know, it's it's that kind of a vibe every time I hear him on either Revelation or the Revolution leaked stuff that we saw. So, yeah, Ben Diskin, he's actually had quite a long career. Not a lot of stuff I've, I've seen a lot. Some anime, Naruto, Alpha and Omega. Um, Codename Kids Next Door, he was number two. Um <laughs> And then Legends of Tomorrow, he was Bebo. That I don't remember Bebo. I don't either. Um, I watched a little bit of that show. Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Uh, that was an animated show. I never watched it, though, but he was Scar in that. Hmm. Uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. He was actually Eddie Brock. So, oh. Um, huh. The Wonder Years, he played young Paul Pfeiffer. <laughs> he's been around for I... a while but i don't really know a lot of his other stuff huh so yeah, yeah he's a spectacular I... skeletor he he is and and the writing on him as well like like mm-hmm. i remember when we watched that the first time like holy shit he won <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i'll definitely i definitely got to pick this up obviously to keep the the collection going and and to support it i mean we yeah. want six seasons in a movie let's get out there and buy these dvds uh and show mattel or netflix or whoever um that there is interest in it and mm-hmm. uh that's that's what we need to do but the fact that they have not come out and said we're not doing anything else in this universe speaks volumes to me so maybe mm-hmm. they're they're definitely obviously not at the point where they're ready to announce anything but they're obviously not ready to give it up either so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would hate to be somebody that champions this, just like a champion two thousand X, and have the same reaction from Mattel. But yeah. I feel like they're, they're finally going. You know what? It's all viable now because two thousand X is back on Amazon Prime now, mm-hmm. and and they also put it on YouTube. That's why some of yep. our episodes can't even be on YouTube. And yep. so it's like okay. <laughs> I mean, at least they got a second a second or third chance, I guess now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm hoping they do the same thing with this show. So. Yeah, exactly. And, and do it now while we can, like it's, yeah. it's too late for 2000 X. Um, yeah. I would not want them to revisit the well at that, at this point. Um, but let's keep this going. And like, like I said, in our earlier episode, if they want to just do direct to DVD movies, I'd be down for that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's, what I mean, there's so many options here. Them releasing this as the complete series means nothing. Like they're just saying, Hey, this, this is this. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at even rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was hated. Mm-hmm. Um, people are coming around now, but that was hated in the series ended and they got a movie after that. So, yep. I mean, there's, there's still a chance. Yeah, and that movie was freaking great. Rise or Rise that, Mutant Mayhem. I Mutant Mayhem is incredible. I absolutely yeah. adore that movie, but the Rise one for me, not really. I, I watched the series just out of curiosity, 
and I could see why fans weren't the biggest fans of it. Mm-hmm. If you grew up with the other versions, I'm kind of one of those people with the turtles where it's like, I had never watched the live action stuff that they did in the nineties, yeah. but I've always like, I've always dabbled in the cartoons at least. And I was like, I could see why people don't like this so much. And then when the movie hit, I'm like, Oh my God, like, where was this on this show? Because right. this would have nobody would have hated the show if they would have done that. Because <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, you gotta love it. Yeah. All right, guys. I think that's an episode. Hopefully, we have entertained you. Hopefully, <laughs> we brought back some nostalgia. Um, yeah. Let us know what your trips to the video store were like. What did you always look for? Did you rent movies a bunch of times? That's uh let us know. Join us on Legendati Facebook group. It's a private group. You can share anything you want there. Um, uh, obviously, like, share, subscribe. We're still chasing a thousand guys. Come on, help us out. Get the <laughs> twenty or so of you. Get on there. Click that yeah. subscribe. You've been enjoying us. Just do it. Um. Yeah. And until next time, have fun at PowerCon. <laughs> Oh, come on.